and good morning, everyone. Welcome into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show, presented by our friends at Central Georgia Technical College. A absolutely gorgeous Saturday morning here in Hawkinsville, right off the banks of the Old Mulgee River. Uh, Bruce, what is going on in Hawkinsville today? I, I went to get my coffee, and man, it was like a traffic jam everywhere. Is there like a band thing going on today or something? I know there's something going on out at the state park out there. Something probably to have to do with Rivers Alive, but well, I, I've I been s- tied up and I haven't. Tournament. Fishing tournament, okay. Well, the, the, I saw a lot of uh, high school <coughs> T-shirts, what I'm saying, like parents. Uh, they were had the same idea I had. I just I had to let them know, you know, I'm getting ready to go on there. I need to get it through here. But uh, it just seemed like it was extra busy somewhere. Like uh, I think there might be a band festival somewhere it could be uh i haven't noticed anything listed for us the high school and also maybe it's something going through uh back to the we go uh, to the phone line first time today on the line with us, coach shane williamson good morning coach good morning coach uh, man what a game last night the kids fought tooth and nail we we're going to the half down 19 to 14 a couple plays uh early in the third quarter kind of got us in a little bit of trouble um uh, but I, I thought, you know, they played hard all night long. And, Coach, uh, the theme we've had this year, injuries, uh, did we lose another one last night? i tell you what, I think some people think I'm joking about it. But, I, uh, you know, we got Jackson Roberts back on Monday, and we had uh, Terry Wright in there, so we felt good about having our linebackers back. Well, on Tuesday, Jackson – Rolls his ankle in practice, so he got put in a boot. So there's a linebacker out. And then, of course, you know, Terry had a great first half and uh, then turns around and we have to take him out and uh, check and make sure he didn't have a concussion. So we went from having two starters on Tuesday to going back in the second half and not having any. And they both play, you know, running back for us. So, again, that, that hit us in the second half and – I tell everybody it sounds like a broken record, but I say when we get everybody there, we're a pretty good football team. And, we, and, and I was proud of our guys that first half, and I was proud of them the whole night. But, you know, those injuries have just have just hurt us tremendously. Coach, uh, you know, one thing in watching, though, uh, you know, Chase Reese has grown up. He's really gotten very uh, – uh, very good at being able to read the uh, defense and make uh, good reads on his run and pass. Uh, but you also uh, found a, a freshman in Malik uh, Brown uh, that has turned into a pretty darn good uh, running back. Yeah, he has. He he is one of the guys this summer when we got out there that you could just tell had the natural instinct of being a good running back. You wasn't having to make him be a running back. He, he was that guy that just kind of had it. And uh, so – we were hoping we didn't have to play him as a freshman, but as we went through this injury cycle, he's had to come on and learn and get thrown in the fire really quick. So I am very pleased with him. And, uh, you know, the years ahead of him in the weight room getting thicker and stronger is just going to make him a great player. So we're we're excited about the future with him and a lot, just about all of our football team sophomores and freshmen playing right now. So, you know, the future is bright. Yeah, Coach, I looked last night. Bruce and I were looking at the uh, schedule ahead, and we were looking at players. And I think we have seven seniors that are playing in some position or another. Uh, But, you know, our thing that we've been fighting is our numbers are so uneven. We lose, and then the class behind really doesn't have the numbers to pick up. But it looks like next year we're going to be back to where somewhat normal for uh, Class A football where – 
the numbers in each class is going to kind of balance out again. Absolutely. Uh, that's the thing. Ever since I've gotten here, uh, we've had two classes that were, the numbers were low, and we've been trying to build it up from the bottom up. And so next year you'll start seeing just what you said. We talked about that this week is we won't have such an unbalanced from having, you know, a, a decent senior group and then boom, you're down to sophomore and freshman. So that's the part about building a program back up. It does take time. And I know that's an old cliche, but uh, we, we got it coming through 10th, 9th, and 8th grades coming up. Yeah, uh, uh, we've watched, we've had an opportunity to watch the middle school play some. There's some athletes there on that team that, we're probably yes, going to help some, at least in practice and uh, going forward. Um, but I did notice, notice Gage dressed out last night. He's he's okay. You know, I got to keep up he with Gage. Is, he's my fellow Auburn. That's right. <laughs> he's coming back. Uh, his mama's kind of got the power of that right now over the head coach. So uh, we're bringing him back slowly but surely. And yeah. uh, we just don't want him to get another one so he can finish his career out with yeah. concussion. That was his third one. So Ooh. he is going to uh, – kind of help us a little bit yeah well i'm glad to see he's back dressing out i know he's missed it uh he's a competitor yes sir so but looking ahead we got uh uh trutland coming up next yes sir be our last home game be senior night and it'll be rec night as well well it's gonna be a busy night you know bruce and i uh reached out and you know it'll be last night in that stadium in that configuration so it's there's a lot going on that night um have you had a chance to look any film on, on Trutland? You know, we have. We, we, it's, it's odd. Our last two teams of the season is, is the way who we follow and all throughout the year. We haven't seen a lot of them on them, but we've seen a little bit on Trutland, and I'll say this. They're probably the most improved team from last year. Uh, They're uh, doing a real good job offensively of getting their quarterback to football, and they've got a running back that's getting a little bit better. Uh and they're, they're just playing some inspired football coming off the season they had last year. And Coach First Bradley's got them believing. And uh, they're kind of a mirror image of us right now. If good things get going, they look pretty good. Uh, but, you know, they're still uh, kind of a step away from the Wilcox and the Dublin, so to speak. Uh, and, and, and they're just getting better every week they play. And, of course, Coach, last night we, we heard the score that uh, Johnson County uh, defeated Dublin. And our region's kind of topsy-turvy when you look at it now. It's it's all kind of, you know, uh, like they had put it in a blender and, and, and spun it a few times. Absolutely. Uh, I told Coach Holmes yesterday before our game, and we were talking about the region and everything, and I was, you know, kind of joking with him. I said, well, I said uh, – you know, with Wilcox beat Dooley the week before, I said, that kind of gives you a clear shot to the region. And he said, well, he said, I just don't know about our football team. You know, he said, sometimes we play really good. He said, sometimes we don't. And, uh, of course, Johnson County and Dublin, that's a big rivalry. So, uh, you know, give hats off to Coach Norton and over there at Johnson County and they would pull that victory out. You always want to tell these people that want to predict, you know, you're still dealing with kids. <laughs> you just don't know who's coming to the oh, table. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you're around these kids all day long at school and then you sit there and say, there's no way to predict anything, hardly. Coach, one final thing. I got a chance to run into Dr. Pollard before the game last night. I hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks. I, I asked him, was he hiding? And, of course, he said, no, I had to be in meetings the last couple of weeks. Uh, a little conversation. We were talking about the uh, renovations coming to the stadium next year. Uh, and it looks like it's going to start in December. Things will not look the same in that place uh, when you get into the fall next year, will it? 
No, sir. It will not. And I am tickled to death to see the changes coming. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful place. It'll be one of the nicest athletic facilities in in, in our area. I mean, it's just going to be something really, really special. And, of course, we're kind of excited about it. Uh, you know, we had, we had the first upgrade back, I guess, in 2005, and we opened that thing in 1975, so that was the first upgrade then. Uh, so to, to see that what's coming is, is great. Uh, a lot's happening on campus there. And, and, and y'all kind of pushing the corner over there, but I tell you what, it's going to be worth it when it's all over. Yes, sir, absolutely. Well, if they'd listen to me and Bruce, you, you would be surprised how, how nice <laughs> your uh, weight room and uh, – Meeting rooms would be little uh, coach, but they won't listen to us. There you go. Well, I, I tried to give uh, Dr. Pollard a couple more. He said, Bruce, I've already got plenty of advice from you. I really, I don't think we can afford any more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I understand. Coach, listen, it's always a pleasure to have you on with us. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you all. All right, See coach. you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, coach. Coach has got spirit still good. I mean, it, there's nothing you can do. Nah, there is hey, nothing, I, I nothing you can to, do. I think he's to the point to where he realizes he, he's going to do everything he can to, to win, but he's playing the cards dealt. And, and, and you know, we, we, we discussed it several times there last night. We have had so many games where we played at least a good half uh, before injuries caught us. Yeah, and, and I want to uh, say it again. If you're a Hawkinsville fan and you got memories of that stadium, send them to us. We're going to talk about it during the game next week, and, and you know, it's going to be the last home game in that configuration next year. We'll share If you're missing the first game of the year, you're missing out on a lot. We're going to take our first break of the uh, morning. You're listening to Steakhouse President Saturday Morning Quarterback Show on the river and the XL Sports Network. Back after these messages, stay tuned. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show. Coming to you live from the Dave Venable Studios in downtown Hawkinsville. Bruce, Eddie, uh, Donovan on board. Ken over there doing uh, his uh, usual uh, technical stuff over there. Eddie, what does he really do over there? Is he is he playing He's with a car recording game? recording your I, show. I didn't know if he was over there you know, playing a game or something. I, I you I notice I said your show. Your show. If it turns out great, it's our show. Sure, sure. But if it turns out <laughs> less know. than... <laughs> it's yours. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, you can go to uh, xlsports.net. Uh, it's uh, x the letter X, the letter L, sportsnetwork.net. You can go over there. There's uh, You can listen to us live. There's a live link. There's also podcasts uh, all over the place. You'll see it all marked in there. So go there, check it out. And uh, and that's where they need to do what, Bruce, if they want us to talk about memories of the thing. They can drop us a line there. Uh, There's a way to contact us. Send us a message. See if we're trying. We're going to go back to the phone lines. On the line with us this morning, Coach uh, Burt Brown, Brentwood. Winners over at Piedmont last night, 55-29. Good morning, Coach, and congratulations. Thank you, Bruce. It was uh it was a good win for us last night on the road, uh, a region ball game, and uh, we got out to a a quick start. And I thought, okay, this was going to be a ho- a ho hummer. I mean, we were up twenty one to nothing uh, four minutes into the football game, and then uh, they started gradually creeping back. And uh, we had a couple of calls. I guess our kids felt like didn't go our way, and we kind of we kind of let let our focus 
turned towards the officials as opposed to our opponent, and uh, we let them get back in the ball game. But uh, we got them settled down at halftime, and uh, you know went on and got a, got a big big road win against a, a well coached team, Coach Clint Satterfield, who uh, retired from Locust Grove High School uh, last year. He's at Piedmont Academy now and and doing a great job. They've got a quarterback that can throw it all over the place. Uh, and they protected him well, and they dinked us and dunked us to death. Uh, and I think they completed about at least 30 passes last wow. night. And, uh, never did hit us hit us deep. They just, like I said, uh, they just tried to, to dink us and, and doink us down the field and ball control, pass and attack. And, uh, you know, we, we, we did a good job of keeping everything in front of us. And uh, – we're we're we, on the flip side of it. We had a great night from our fullback Thomas Denton. Thomas had nearly 350 yards on on about 20 carries. He was just like a man among boys out there at times last night. So um, we we were in, uh, excited about the kind of night he had, and uh, like I said, got that big win on the road. Coach, it's always getting that big uh, win on the road is, is, is a big deal. Uh, I, I tell you, when you look at y'all uh, for the season, y'all have been uh, putting up a lot of points and played pretty darn good defense throughout the course of the season. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, my offensive coordinator, Coach Jamie Dickey, who played for me in the early 2000s and got into coaching, worked at, at Prince Avenue Christian up in Athens and then worked at Stratford Academy in Macon. Uh, he's, he, he has taken my old vanilla, old fashioned, old school wing tee and expanded it. And, uh, folks in our league now, uh, the old man's not calling the plays anymore. <laughs> and, and, uh, so they, they, if they, if they want to gang eight, nine, 10 people up on, on the line of scrimmage and dare us to throw it, then they'd better be willing to pay the price. And, and, and and our quarterback, Robert Jackson, he did not have one of his best nights last night uh, of the season. We, he was only four out of ten, I think, passing. Um, but the fact that, w- that we might throw the ball is, is forcing people to be a little more honest defensively, and it opens up opportunities in the run game. Coach, y'all sitting here now at 7-1 uh, on the season, 1-0 in the region play. Uh, coming up next, Gatewood, what can you tell us? Right, uh, and, and we've got a week off uh, now uh, thanks to a glitch in our schedule from last year when, when Monsignor Donovan Catholic School up in Athens made the decision to, to start playing eight-man football. So we find ourselves with another open date here uh, in, in the next to the last week of the season. But it's probably going to be good for us. Bruce, it was a, a physical game last night, and, and we got a couple of kids banged up. So, uh, you know, a lot of times I don't like to have a, an off week this late. But, again, this this season I think it's going to wind up helping us. Uh, it gives us a few extra days to heal up as well as a few extra days to prepare for, for Gatewood, who has really, really been a thorn in our side the last four or five years. So, We'll 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 get a lot of use and a lot of benefit out of out of this coming uh, week off. Coach, uh, how many seniors do you have on your team this year? We've got six seniors, and um, 
you know, it's a small class, but a, a talented class. Um, all of them play, all of them contribute, and uh, we're going to have some big pairs of shoes to fill here in the next several months after they're gone, no doubt. No doubt at all. That's, those, those kids are hard to, to, to come by, especially the smaller oh, yeah, schools. And, and all of them have, have been playing in our program now for – well, five of them have. Uh, the, the Robert Jackson, our quarterback, he transferred from Johnson County after his sophomore year. But the other five have, have been playing football at Brentwood since they were in our elementary program as, as fourth and fifth graders. So, uh, you know, I'm going to hate to see them go, but it, it's, it's part of the deal. And uh, we've, we've enjoyed having them in our program, and we hope we have them another four or five weeks at least. Well, we're in the we're in this situation with a small number here in Hawkinsville. You know, we've had years where as little as four or five, and we've had years where we had twenty kids. But uh, I tell you, when you lose a, a a good class, whether whether it's five or ten or whether it's twenty, uh, a good class is hard to replace. Oh yeah, no no doubt, hard to replace, and uh, we, we're gonna hate to see this group go. Coach Burt Brown, head coach of uh, Brentwood Academy. Winners last night over Piedmont on the road, 35-29. Next week, they'll have the week off before Gatewood on the road. Coach, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, you guys do do the same here. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. And I'm going to tell you what, he has run a solid program for years, and he called himself the old man. And I, yeah. I tell you what, to pick up the guy that he did from that has been at Prince Avenue along with other places, that's a huge pickup for him. Oh, it is. It is. He's, you know, he's he's one of those coaches. He does a great job, and it it's under the radar. Yes. You know, but we I, I have a lot of respect for him. Oh, absolutely. And he's been he's been there with us so many times over the years. Yeah. Uh, even back when we were doing the GPS on Friday nights, uh, mm-hmm. he's been on the, he's been on that program after the ball game. On Thursday nights games. when we used sure. to. Yeah. Uh, he used to to be on with us when we were doing it from the studio. The the uh, ones uh, we did uh, by phone. Uh, so he's been a friend of the the program for many years, and we appreciate him. We're back to the phone lines. We go on the line with us now is Coach uh, Rob Stowe, uh, Wilcox County winners over Hawkinsville, fifty three to twenty six last night. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How you doing, Bruce? Good, good, Coach. Good to t- uh, talk to you this morning, uh, Coach. J- y'all just had too many houses for us. You know, we we just uh, you know we've had so many injuries this year, and we picked up a couple more this week, and uh, we just uh, we couldn't keep up with it. But I'm gonna tell you, you guys have played outstanding. Well, I appreciate it, and you're you're right. Hawkinsville has had a rough year this year as far as the injury bug is concerned, uh, but we feel like their coaches are always gonna coach up what they got. And I was really impressed with how hard uh, their players played last night. You know, when Hawkinsville and Wilcox get together. It's a uh, it's going to be a, a brutal, hard-fought game. Uh, both teams love to play each other. It's, a, it's Wilcox's longest-standing rivalry, at least. I think we've now played like 48 times. So, anyway, glad to be come out with a win. Uh, like about everybody else, we have a lot of people that are injured as well and uh, glad to, to go into this open week with, with a victory. Coach, uh, going going into you know play last night, uh, we had a tight ball game at the half. It was nineteen to fourteen, and then uh, a couple series later into the third quarter, you guys had opened up a uh, twenty-seven to fourteen lead, and then extended it to thirty-four to fourteen with about four minutes to go in the third quarter, and it was it's pretty much on at that point. Yeah, well, you know, we came in at halftime and 
No, I'll be honest with you. We, we told them uh, all week long we was going to get the best shot they could give us, and uh, we did. And we had to make a couple adjustments uh, on defense, and felt like that really helped uh, some of the sure up some of the things they were trying to do to us. And then offensively, we just felt like you know, hey, we just we're not playing very consistent. If we will just get consistent, we'll be okay. And felt like we did. Uh, and and you know, honestly, probably our uh, our running game really got on track. Probably the best late in the game and really just started, you know, moving moving the line of scrimmage. And if you can win the line of scrimmage, you got a chance to win every night. Coach, with the win, you guys now are sitting in the catbird seat after uh, uh, Johnston County defeated uh, Dublin. It, it was it was a, a night, I'll be <laughs> honest with you, that I was not expecting. Uh, when, when the game was over, we, we came off the field and started hearing that. And of course, I told the two or three guys that told me that score, I said, I don't believe it. <laughs> get me somebody that was actually there. And uh, not that I doubted uh, Johnson County. It's just, you know, you want to make sure of something before you, you begin to talk about it. So, anyway, it was true. And hats off to Coach Norton because that Dublin team is a very good football team. Uh, and, you know, we still got work to do. We got to beat Trutland County, who gave Dooley County all they wanted last night. And like I told you, I think, a couple weeks ago, this region is just so competitive. Each week you never know. Who's going to win? Who, who shows up and plays the best that night because everybody's so equally balanced? Yeah, you know, that was something we were talking about earlier and looking at the uh, scores and stuff from last night. This uh, <clears throat> football has been topsy-turvy, uh, you know, last year because of COVID. This year it's just been a strange year. Uh, you, you, you're seeing teams that's having a really bad season, and one of them is uh, Clinch County down there. And then you look and you got someone like GMC that's 9-0 and and uh, winning the region uh, probably the first time in probably 30 or 40 years. And it's just very strange season. It is, but that's that's why we love this sport. You know, there's nothing like football uh, at any level, but especially in high school where it's at its purest form. Uh, you're just doing it for the love of your team and your community. And we're, we're, I think our country as a whole needed football. We need to get back to normal, and we needed to have these communities rally around something in common, uh, you know, and put politics aside. And I, I'm happy to see it for one. Uh, me too, Coach. No doubt about it. Uh, it's a good time of the year and gets a chance uh, for a community to pull together. Coach, again, congratulations on the victory last night. Uh, good luck in a couple of weeks with Trutland, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for what you do to high school football. No Bruce. problem, Coach. Thank you. Coach uh, Rob Stowe of uh, Wilcox County uh, pulled off the uh, win last night over Hawkinsville. And uh, with a little help from Johnson County, now we're sitting there in the catbird seat. Yep, they are. I mean, it kind of reminds you last year, or the year before, they were in 6A or Region 2. Um, and that was a region that was crazy. And they move over here, and now it's, it's crazy in our region. So you just never know in football. We're going to take a break. You listen to the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show on the XL Sports Network. Back after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show presented by our friends at uh, Central Georgia Technical College. Back to the phone lines we go. On the line with us uh, now, uh, Coach J.T. Wild, John Millage Academy. They defeated Bethlehem Christian last night 53-14. to 14. Good morning, Coach. 
Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good, Coach. Not as good as you. A good win last night. Uh, uh, y'all moved to eight now on the season. Can you tell us a little bit about last night? You know, we uh, were coming off a uh, a forfeit week and then a, a bye week. You know, our guys hadn't played in two or three weeks. Wow. And, uh, we we knew there was going to be a little rust. We've had to been really we've had to be be really creative at practice. You know, lately and uh, but we started fast. Our guys started fast. Played hard. Played well. Um, and you know, we kind of got what we wanted last night. You know, go ahead and got that first region win under our belt and uh, looking for the next one. Coach, uh, a, a good uh, performance by the offense. Again, uh, you guys are uh, racking up the points. Uh, Y'all had nearly 300 points for the season in eight games. Uh, of course, like I said, one of them was a forfeit. Uh, so actually in seven games. And, of course, y'all haven't given up but 42 points this year. Uh, you, 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 you're doing all the stuff, playing great defense and really good offense. We are. Our kids, our kids are uh, responding real well, you know, and we feel like we're playing really well in kicking game. Um, you know, because graduating 23 seniors, you don't really know what to expect the next year. Um, you know, we've got a pretty good senior class. Uh, really good juniors and sophomores and a bunch of freshmen. I mean, we were, we're starting, I think, six sophomores on defense. Um, but these guys are flying around and, and really responding well uh, to the coaching right now. I tell you, every kid that you, that hits the field as a, as a freshman, sophomore, just makes you so much stronger in the years to come. I know we've we've had to use a lot of the younger kids, and uh, maybe a little little bit a little bit of growing pains to start with, but it sure really, uh, pays a lot of dividends in in the long run. Coach, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you good. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I was, I didn't know if I'd lost you for a second or not. Sometimes we get those little delays in the the, the uh, uh, cell phones. No, I mean, yeah. Anytime we can get these young guys on the field, we feel like it's it's a benefit to us. And um, you know, we were fortunate enough the last few years to to get get these young guys in the game you know, early on in the third quarter and sometimes in the second quarter when, when we feel like we've got the game in hand, um, we feel like that's a little more important than, you know, it's a fine line and leaving your starters in there and letting them get what they need to get versus letting these young guys in and, and um, getting them ready for the future. And um, that's kind of the way we've kind of tried to manage it. Coach, we had a, we had a coach here a few years ago by the name of David Daniel that uh, – uh, his philosophy was play great defense and then do whatever it takes just to get enough points to win ball games. And, you know, we were dressing 60, 65 kids for two or three years there. And uh, we keep up with the count. We had someone to keep up with the count. Was a lot of nights he was getting as many as 50 kids or a little over on the field by mixing them in on special teams and everything else. And, uh, you know, th those young kids that get beat up all week uh, during practice, that just being able to get under the light once in a while makes a huge difference to them. Yeah, I mean, they, they're just as important. You know, those scout team guys are just as important and sometimes more important than, you know, those those starting 11 you play on defense on Friday nights. And we feel like what's kind of separated us the last few years is, is getting these guys to buy in on, you know, if you're on that kickoff team, you're a starter. You know, if you're on the, if you're on the punt return team, you're a starter, you know, quote-unquote starter. So um, that's where we've had, you know, young guys really come in and get time. But you also get juniors and seniors who've been in the program for four years and been scout team guys that um, once they earn a kickoff spot, you know, they, they feel like they're really, really contributing a lot more. Um, and when you get those guys to buy in on those special teams, it, it um, usually if you, if you play a team where you're equally 
uh, equal on offense and defense. That special teams will set you apart, and we feel like that's kind of where we're at right now. Oh, absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, it's, it's the little things you do that uh, it could be it could be a punt snap, it could be a, a extra point hold, it could be a, a coverage. Those things are so extremely important, and it's, it's probably one of the things that uh, I know when I was at school back in the mid '70s, we spent not near as much time as they, uh, a lot of schools do nowadays. Yeah, I mean, you really got to stress that stuff. You know, you get you got some pre-practice stuff that you can work with special teams. Uh, some people do it after practice. We we like to try to mix it mix it in during the practice. You know, we'll do it pre-practice, but we'll also throw a punt team or a punt return or something out there mid mid practice um, to get these guys catch them off guard and make sure they know where you know what's what. So um, we really feel like stressing that is is a huge part. And going along with special teams and stuff, uh, kickers have gotten so much better over years, Coach. And, you know, in, in especially lower classifications in every league, that's that was usually an area that has, has struggled a little bit. But I, I've noticed over the years uh, that they've gotten so much better. I know a few years ago when we were playing Marion County, in, which is in Class A, um, they had a, a Chip Wells kid that, you know, you could back him up inside the 20, and he, he's going to flip the field on you. He'll set you back over inside the other 20, could kick about a 53-yard field goal. Those guys are so valuable. They are, especially, you know, it, it is a field position ball game. You know, whether you're, you're on kickoffs or you're on punts, um, you know, and we had a guy a few years ago back in 16 when we won a state championship that we we um, we attempted uh, – I think three 54-yard, 53-yard field goals in the state championship game. Um, he didn't make them, but we knew he could make them. But the, but where you're getting at is when you get in that situation in fourth and long, um, the odds when you punt that thing and punt it probably land in the end zone versus if you kick a field goal and you try a field goal, if he makes it, you get three. If he doesn't make it and it gets in the end zone, you're giving it on the 20. Um, so it's really that gives you a lot of leeway, you know, when you have a guy – uh, it changes your play calling versus trying to get to the to the ten to know you're getting assured points to getting to the thirty to knowing you're you're getting a pretty good shot of getting three at least. Um, so it's it's a field position game and these kickers are um, are, are definite definite weapon if you got some good ones. Coach, turning sights now to uh, Creekside uh, Christian. You know anything about those guys yet? They hadn't uh, they hadn't scratched the W yet, but they're getting better each week. They've got some um, you know you look at them on film. They got athletic guys. They got big guys. Um, they just hadn't quite meshed together and put it all together. Um, I hope it takes them another week to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, but you, you never you never really know what you're getting um, when you get a, a team this late in the season that that hadn't had one. Um, so we um, we're, we're worried about us and, and trying to figure out what we need to do to keep rolling. Coach J.T. Wall, head coach of John Millage, uh, winners last night. Uh, they go to 8-0 on the season. They'll be taking on Creekside next week. Coach, uh, one thing before you go, I, you, you'll you'll feel my pain on this one. I'm stuck in this. Pre I stuck in the press box on Friday nights, and then in the uh, studio with an Auburn Tiger fan. God, my, you know the the world's not perfect, and uh, <laughs> you know there, there's certain things that, that some of us have to suck up and do. Uh, but it could be worse. I mean, you could be the Auburn fan. Um, you know. Coach, on top of that, I'm a Braves fan, and he, he happens to be a Red Sox of all things. Good Lord. And he was, he was born and raised <laughs> here in Hawkinsville. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> 
Coach is always well, pleasure. Hey, them, them Braves need to pull out tonight now. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, uh, they've already announced uh, Scherzer's not going to pitch tonight. His arm is dead, and uh, they're going to have to make a change there. I, I feel better about that move at least. Well, I, I need some of those bats, those Dodger bats, to be dead. They uh, <laughs> they, they woke up the other night. So. Well, that's one of the things I'm getting out of my my Boston friend over here is uh, all the grand slams they've been hitting during the playoffs. <laughs> Coach, You're right about that. Coach, pleasure to talk to you. Have a great weekend. And, and uh, last thing I say is go dogs. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Let's get them. See you. Thank you. All right, Coach. Coach JT, he's he, Eddie's fun to talk to. You ain't said nothing over there. Well, I give him respect, and I get thrown under the bus. I'm gonna start dealing as much as y'all do. So be <laughs> oh, prepared. listen, listen be to prepared. this. Listen to this. Uh, uh, goodness gracious, uh, coming to you live from the Dave Venable Studios in downtown Hawkinsville. Want to uh, remind you to start your tradition this uh, Sunday at the Steakhouse Restaurant in Hawkinsville. It'll it's uh, every Sunday is like Thanksgiving. Bring mom, grandma, and all the uh, family out and get a great meal at the Steakhouse Restaurant in Hawkinsville. We'll take a break. You listen to the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning quarterback show on the XL Sports Network. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning quarterback show. Coming to you live from the uh, studios of the XL Sports Network in Hawkinsville. Bruce Mims, Eddie McDaniel, uh, Donovan on board, Ken uh, doing his technical stuff on the other side. I don't know any other way to put it in technical stuff, Eddie. <laughs> right now he's left the building. Yeah, he had to step out and get some of that fresh air out there. It's beautiful outside. Absolutely gorgeous. Back to the phone line we go. On the line with us now, Chris County head coach, uh, Miguel Patrick, uh, winners over Sumter last night, 59-12. to 12. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing good, Coach. Glad to have you with us again. Uh, uh, good night for you guys. Y'all pick up uh, another win. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Uh, yeah, man. We we, um, we started off the game really, really hot. Uh, we were hitting on all cylinders and offense and defense and, uh, you know, had a really, really good – first quarter, um, scored 30 points in the first quarter, um, and then came back in the second quarter and scored 29 more, so um, by halftime, it was 59 and nothing, and um, at that point, you know, uh, had seen all I needed to see from our first team guys, and uh, let our, you know, our second teamers and our JV guys get some reps in, that was real real valuable. Um, our quarterback played outstanding, he was uh, 8 for 9, um, for about 200 yards, and uh, athlete AJ Brown had two offensive touchdowns, one defensive touchdown, and uh, running back Marquise Palmer scored a touchdown, and uh, athlete uh, Trey Walker had two touchdowns as well. So, um, real proud of these guys, man. They they played excellent, um, and uh, couldn't ask for a better game from them on homecoming. Coach, a good, solid performance, good win last night. Uh, you guys moved to 5-0 and in the region. Uh, coming up next, uh, y'all be taking on Central Macon. What can you tell us? Um, well, we, you know, I uh, hadn't really got to break down the film on those guys yet, but I know Central Macon always has athletes. And, um, our game plan is going to be, you know, the, the same as it's always been. We're going to try to get the ball to our playmakers on offense and, uh, defense, we're going to try to stop the run first and uh, try to make you one-dimensional and, uh, you know, just fly around and play fast. So, um, 
hopefully we can, you know, come out and have a great week of practice and have another great game this week. Coach, coming up uh, next, you guys will, uh, like I said, take on Central. And uh, uh, as you get to this part of the season, you, uh, when you look at y'all's region, y'all got a lot of heavy hitters at the top. You guys, uh, followed by Peach, Mary Person, Jackson, Upson Lee, still in there. And uh, I tell you, this region is a very tough region, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We have one of the top regions in uh, AAA. Um, and, and you could probably say that, you know, uh, uh, amongst a few classifications, uh, especially at we're, we're a top-heavy region. And it's, um, those teams are, are very, very good. They're, they're well-coached. they got great players. Um, and, you know, a region like ours really gets you prepared for the playoffs. Coach, uh, as as you're getting late in your uh, first season at Chris County, uh, talk to us a little bit about some of your challenges that you had through this season. Well, you know, our main challenge um, when I first got here uh, was, you know, we didn't have a lot of practice time. Um, I didn't have all of my staff down here with me in the spring, so we, we were not able to do spring ball. Um and then, you know, we went through all the summer, and then as we got closer to the season, COVID really hit us hit us really hard in those first couple weeks. We ended up having to um, not do our fall scrimmage because of COVID, uh, missed our first game because of COVID, um, and then was very, very limited in our practice and preparation um, in those first few ball games because of COVID. So those have been the biggest challenges um, thus far. Um, and, you know, we just hope that we can, you know, stay healthy and, you know, stay COVID-free throughout the playoffs and the rest of the season. Coach, you had to, to build your uh, staff. Uh, uh, how has that worked uh, as far as putting everybody together? Oh, man, I, I got a tremendous staff, man. I was able to um, bring a couple guys with me from Cedar Grove, where I came from, uh, my offensive coordinator, and my uh, director of football operations slash strength and conditioning coach, um, Lauren Smith and Michael Martin. Then I was also able to bring some experience in. Um, coach Mark Letford, who won a, a state championship at um, Wilcox, um, as my running backs coach, was able to bring him in. And um, Jason Flint has been a, a, a great you know, addition to us. Um, got a lot of experience. Um, coach Jeff Wilson, who's my receiver coach, who's been in, in, in Chris County for years. He's been a stable, and he's been a great help to me, um, you know, with me being a first-year head coach down here and, you know, just getting to know the community and the ins and outs of the school. So I was able to put together a, a, a really, really solid staff. And, um, you know, we're, they're doing a great job for me, Coach Jimmy Hughes and, and Coach um, – Jonathan McDaniel as, as well, um, both are young coaches, but they are really learning and they're they're really energetic and they're doing a great job for me. Of course, I, I think uh, I know Jonathan a little bit. The, my partner Crossway <laughs> knows him a little bit better than I do. <laughs> uh, his dad Eddie uh, is my partner on Friday nights in the uh, press box, and he's also co-host okay. here on the Saturday morning quarterback. So we're familiar with you guys, and of course we know Coach Ledford, <laughs> a, a close friend for many years. Uh, been over here many times to, uh, for the lineup and size ups on Thursday night, and Coach Jimmy Hughes. Uh, so uh, it's like you got a really good staff, Coach, and welcome to Middle Georgia. And I hope you stay a long time. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. 
talking to Coach uh, Miguel Patrick, uh, uh, Chris County uh, winners last night, 59 to 12 over Sumter. Coach, thanks for being with us. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Yes, sir, on. Coach. You know, it doesn't hurt when you got a athletic director whose last name is Hughes. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got a world of, of knowledge in South Georgia football. He went to school at Crisp County. Um, but his offensive coordinator, you know, between him and Ledford, running backs coach, the experience that they have, you know, when they started off, the people in Cordill were not patient because they're used to winning. Right. But they were able – I talked to Lefford. He said, man, we didn't know what we had at first of the year because we get, didn't get to practice. He said, once we started practicing and playing, we found out what we had. It's something special. Yeah, no doubt about it, and they're going get, to get stronger as they go. Back to the phone line we go. On the line with us, uh, GMC uh, head coach Lee Coleman. They uh, defeated uh, Warren County last night 17-6. to Good morning, Coach. Good morning, sir. Coach, glad to have you with us, first time with us. Uh, we normally just strictly talk about you and your background, but we're going to take a little shorter route on that, that part so we can get to your football. Uh, you guys have had a heck of a season so far. But tell us who uh, who Lee Coleman is, Coach. Uh, Lee Coleman is a guy that's from Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, <laughs> played, <laughs> played at East Hall High School. Uh, ended up going to college. Uh, at Northwestern, played receiver at Northwestern under Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, got into coaching during my first stint at the University of Pittsburgh as an academic GA. Uh, left there, went to Arizona State for about six months as a quality control guy, and then was an on-the-field graduate assistant at University of Arizona under Rich Rodriguez. And made my transition to Millersville working under the late Burt Williams as a receiver's coach at the junior college before taking this position as the high school head coach three years ago. And, of course, I, I know Burt very well. We have interviewed him many times over the years. A, a great guy, and it was sad to hear his passing. Uh, he meant a lot. Of course, I got to know him uh, many years ago. I used to be the voice of the uh, Middle Georgia College at the time, uh, the Warriors, and, and now the Knights. Uh, they've transitioned to a, from Ju- JUCO to uh uh, four-year school, but uh, uh, good background coach there. You've been been around some of the best, and uh, you you get to Millersville, and I'm going to tell you, you've done a heck of a job in, in, uh, since you've uh, taken over that program. Uh, you guys won a very important game last night. Yes, sir. Um, it's been a surreal moment. I'm just proud of my guys and how hard they've been working. Uh, last night was huge. Uh I told my guys early in the week and the, to the media, in my past two years, we played those guys at Warrington, and they beat us 86-3 to the past two years. Wow. My first, my first year, they beat us 42-3. to Last year, they beat us 44-0. to And so, and, you know, I didn't tell them about the history with the head coach because, obviously, their head coach was – he was here at GMC before I got here, before I took over. And I actually had knew him, and so – it was his first time coming back to GMC, so it was just one of those moments in time with us trying to make history and being able to do it on homecoming. Uh, it was a great moment for us, a great win for the program. No doubt about it, Coach. And, of course, I, I want you to know the eyes of Middle Georgia has been on you guys uh, every step of the way. We're, we're all 
uh, tickle for you guys. I'm proud for y'all and the job that you've done. But the job's not over yet. Coming up next, y'all be at Ace. Yes, that that's one of those tough ones. Ace uh, early in the season took a took a tough loss. One of those that most people call embarrassing loss, and they lost their coach. And they lost another one early, but, man, they strung on some wins, and they've been playing hard and film. They, they're they fundamentally sound, playing well. And it's one of those uh, games that we've beat in the past few years, but that doesn't mean anything because they keep getting better. And so we have to lock in and go finish the drill. Coach, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your staff. How, uh, how did you build your staff when you got there? I, you know, that's a, that's an interesting situation. Uh, I actually, it's only two full-time staff members, and that is myself and my offensive coordinator, Tommy Howell. The rest of the guys, my other four guys, it's only six of us. The other four are community coaches. Wow. And and so and so, when I first took the job two years ago, or well, three years ago now, um, I didn't have a staff. I had one guy. And I had six players when we went. My first ever workout in June, I only had six players. And I didn't have a staff. And I was going around trying to figure out how I'm going to find this. And there's a few guys. Is one of the guys said, hey, Coach Simpson uh, told me I could coach. Would it be all right if I coach with you? I said, perfect. And then he was like, well, I got a buddy, which he became my offensive line coach. Um I was moving into a new town home, and I met my D-line coach at one point there, which I got a new one now because the other one moved. But that's how I found him just walking from the building. He was driving by. So he just stopped. And I was like, hey, man, you coach football. I know you just moved here. <laughs> and he helped me. And I got an email from the other community coach, and he was he wanted – he had coached some football before. And so that's how I found my staff in – us six, with one change after the first year, we've been here. This is our second year with the same staff. And it's just the belief in those kids. Those guys believe in those kids, and those kids believe in us. And that's been the difference maker. Coach Lee Coleman, head coach at GMC. They've defeated Warren last night, 17-6, and they're coming up ace. Coach, uh, uh, congratulations on a victory. Good luck uh, in the weeks to come. And uh, we look forward to getting you on again, Coach. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you all. Anytime. We're going to take a break. You listen to Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show on the XL Sports Network. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show as we continue. Coming to you live from the Dave Venable Studios in Hawkinsville. Folks, let me tell you about our friends uh, across over in Dublin, uh, Rob, Ben, and Joe Scoreboard Show. Of course, uh, talk to them just about every Friday night after the conclusion of the Red Devils game uh, as we uh, uh, cover a little bit about them. And, of course, these guys do a great job. They cover all of Middle Georgia. Of course, you can go to xlsportsnetwork.net. And you can click on the link. We have our link right there. Just click on it. It'll take you right to their program. And I tell you, if you haven't listened to them, tune to them. You know, I've, I've tried to listen to the uh, 
to the one that uh, the George H. Uh, George High School Association uh, put their name behind, sort of. But I don't like their show near as good. Uh, these guys do a much better job. They're right here in Central Georgia. They give you the kind of coverage. They they do kind of things like we do. Is uh, you know uh, make the coaches uh, and the programs uh, the uh, main part of the program. And that you know that's kind of refreshing, Eddie. After listening to some of the big boy shows. Yeah, it is. It's uh, a South Georgia twist. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but again, uh, you can come to our link at the uh, xlsportsnetwork.net. It's letter X, letter L, sportsnetwork.net. Click on their link, and it'll take you right to them. The Rob, Ben, and Joe scoreboard show uh, every Friday night uh, throughout the course of the season. Um, tune them in. I think you'll uh, like what you hear. Eddie, uh, is we're coming up on the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Um, let's get to a few scores. Uh, okay, uh, Lowndes County and Colquitt met up last night. Lowndes County came on top of that one, 52-31. Uh, Tiff County, 21. Camden County, 14. Uh, Lee County, 41. Northside out of one of Robins, 7. Valdosta, 48. Hoco, 6. Statesboro, 35. South, South Effingham, 6. Uh, Richmond Hill, 14. Glen Academy, 7. Grovetown, 42. Rockdale, County zero, you had um, uh, moving around a little bit. Bruce, I uh, want to get some of the South Georgia scores. Um, Douglas County fifty-five, Dalton forty-two. You had uh, let's see, trying to get down here to the bottom. Uh, Coffee County thirty-three, Veterans thirteen. Uh, Warner Robin seventy, Wayne County fourteen. Uh, Harris County 44, Northside out of Columbus 14. Uh, you had Jonesburg 33, Drew 7, Banneker 29, Tri Cities 3. And we're coming up on our next break. I want to remind you, uh, start tradition this Sunday at the Steakhouse Restaurant in Hawkinsville. Bring uh, Mama, Grandma, and all the uh, family out. It's Thanksgiving every Sunday at the Steakhouse. You'll find carved roast beef, fried chicken, and some other meats, a array of vegetables, great salad bar, and, of course, a great dessert bar that's at the Steakhouse Restaurant in Hawkinsville. We'll take a break. You'll listen to Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning quarterback show, brought to you by our friends at Central Georgia Technical College, right here on the XL Sports Network. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning quarterback show as we approach the... Uh, top of the uh, 10 o'clock hour. We're going to pause 10 seconds for our station to identify themselves right here on the XL Sports Network. Okay, welcome back in. As we get to the top of the 10 o'clock hour, we continue with more right here on the uh, uh XL Sports Network, um, Bruce Mims, Eddie McDaniel, uh, along with uh, Donovan on the board and Ken over here uh, with us this morning. Remind you, you can hear us every Saturday morning throughout the course of the season. We go back to the phone line on the line with us now, Dodge County Head Coach Ray Harden. Good morning, Coach. Hey, Bruce, how are you this morning? Good, Coach. Glad to have you with us. Uh, you guys took on a very uh, physical, very quick, very strong Northeast team last night, didn't you? 
I, uh, I'm not sure you used enough varies, <laughs> Bruce. I mean, really, they, uh, they were, they were, they were difficult to handle and hem up. You know, one of our strengths this year has been, has been our defense. And, uh, you know, we, we, we pressured, we pressured the heck out of their quarterback most every play. Uh, but he was such a great athlete that he was able to use his wheels and get outside the pocket and just make a lot of things happen. Uh, one in particular, we had him like a third and 20 or so, and he managed to duck and dive and weave and run through and over and, and pick up like 21 yards, you know, to maintain a drive. And, you know, it was just that, that type of night. They were really good offensively. You know, uh, we were we were unable to mount – uh, you know, we weren't able to have the big play. They're they're the type of uh, team with their with their athleticism that if you break an eight or ten yard run, that's about what you're going to get with them because they run to the football so well and so viciously that that you know you just have to maintain those drives. And and they our our hats are off to them. I mean, what a what a good football t- team. Yeah, I know. We're talking with Coach Ingram a couple of weeks ago from Waco. Uh, he was talking about how the athletes they have them all over the place. And he said, uh, just when you think you got something going, they they take your legs out from under you. And he said, he said it's one of the most physical teams he'd ever seen. Well, we can sure vouch for that this morning. I mean, I think we ran out of ice for ice bags on the way home. <laughs> but uh, you know the uh, you know we uh, you know every game now I think you play regardless of how people see it. I think there's a point in there where that line's drawn, whether you either step over it or not. And, you know, we came out at the, you know, we were knotted at seven at the half. Uh, we came out after the, you know, after the break, our defense had a stop. We got the ball, we mounted a drive and, and, you know, we got down to really within the five and, uh, we had a fourth and one and, and we just, we just lost our footing and fell. You know, the kid turned to make a good cut, possibly a score and, and fell about a you know a half a yard short, and uh, from that point on, uh, you know it really was their game. They mounted a drive there about 95 yards plus, and and you know and, and served up that ticket to, to go up on us. And then later, you know they got another break, but they uh, you know that was the line. We were unable to, you know we were unable to get anything going from that point on. They just uh, they just said took charge. Coach, uh, that tough game last night, and then, of course, it's not going to get any easier. Next week, y'all have uh, Washington County, I believe. That's right. We uh, we run the luxury, I guess, of running behind Blackley. Blackley's what, last night, I think their win probably solidified them to reach a championship. And, you know, a great group, uh, a great team that <laughs> manages to beat the people the week before we get to them. And, uh then we have to come in and, and play on the revenge factor behind, uh, behind those people. But you guys, uh, just to name Waco and folks, uh, you know, a good, tough game. Coach Ingram and his crew, they, you, you know, you're in, you're out, they're good. And uh, regardless of the situation, they have the, the players, the athleticism, they're physical enough that, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to bring your A game for certain. I tell you what, uh, you guys, uh, y'all's region is unbelievable. Uh, Blakely Northeast, uh, you guys, and then Washington County. Lamar behind uh, uh, Washington, followed by Southwest and Jasper. But uh, the, the, the the top five teams in this region is about as good as anybody. Well, we feel that way. 
I mean, it's you know every week is a, is a slugfest. I mean, you can't uh, you don't really have that week where you you know where you can just kind of relax and 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 kind of go through the motion. I mean, you you're having to work uh, you know those full seven days uh, to to get to the next game. And and like I say, you know we you know even the games that we've managed to win, like Lamar County was a was a tough opponent for us. Uh, we had to battle through some issues there, and then you know we left that game. But you know we're not large in numbers. We're we're playing. We're dressing somewhere around forty three or four kids, and uh, you know it it makes it tough because you know you're kind of beat down. This is the eighth game of the season. I told the kids last night if you don't have a bumper bruise, you know you uh, you haven't played well. You haven't done enough. So we're all kind of kind of knocked down a bit, and uh, we just kind of lick our wounds this week, and you know. You know, put on our put on our heavy pants and go to work. We're talking with Coach Ray Harden, head coach of the Dodge County Indians. Mm-hmm. Last night they took on Northeast. Last uh, next week they'll be taking on Washington County. Uh, coach, you know, taking taking on Washington County is bad enough, but don't you feel a little bit better about being at your house instead of over in the House of Pain? <laughs> you bet. <laughs> you bet. First of all, the ride is tough, but then you go into that atmosphere and. You've been doing this a long time, and, and, and you know what a place that is to play. It's a great place, great atmosphere, but it's tough to it's tough to eke out a win there. Uh, so if we do have that advantage, we don't have to go into that spot where they feel like they can beat anybody. You know, we we get them at home, and 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 you know, just a just a treat of not having to get on a bus and travel and and look forward to a trip back. You know, but to be at home and be in front of our people. Uh, it, it really it really helps with that. We're talking <laughs> Coach Ray Harden of the Dodge County Indians. Coach, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on. We look forward to getting you on uh, some more this year. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll be talking to you soon, Coach. Uh, Bruce, thank you. Thank your whole crew. We, uh, You know, the Saturday morning group, that's, it's always great to get up and listen to you guys. I'll do a wonderful job. Thanks, Coach. Coach Ray Harden, Dodge County Indians. Uh uh, listen, everybody has felt that pain with Northeast. Good oh, yeah. Gosh, Northeast, uh, you know, at the start of the season, it was Northeast and who, whoever else could uh, right. stay up with them. And, uh, you know, it came down to Northeast and Blakely. Um, Blakely just happened to beat them. That game could have gone either way. Absolutely. So, you know, hats off to that whole region. Uh, Dodge County, it's, it's just one of those years. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, again, when you when you're in a tough region and, and uh, like they are, it's a dogfight every week. Speaking of dogfights, uh, one of the participants in that dogfight over there, uh, head coach Von Lasser, Blakely County, uh, winners last night over uh, Waco, 28-23. Good morning, coach. Good morning. How you guys doing, coach? Uh, doing great. We just talked to Coach Harden over at Dodge and. We were talking about that 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 crazy region y'all in. It's it's a fight every Friday night, isn't it, Coach? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a it's a it's a game of in a matter of inches in this region too. I mean, you know, we're sitting there at the end of the game last night trying to hold them off and still having to worry about the point differential too. You know, we could have we if they if they score right there at the end of the game and go for two, then they win the region and uh, and we go to third. Wow, jeez, <laughs> it's awful brutal, isn't it? <laughs> Golly, it, it is. Uh, it is. There's no, 
there's no off weeks, that's for sure. Well, Coach, first of all, let me say this. Congratulations on the victory last night. Uh, you, you have done a tremendous job in your stays at, at Blakely, and I, I don't think the work's done. I think uh, if you're willing to be there for years, uh, you've got this program in the right spot that y'all can uh, – uh, be a uh, tough uh, notch, t- top notch team for many years to come. Yeah, you know it's just uh, it's just a blessing from God to be able to be in this situation, and you know, and for for me personally, be able to do it in my hometown. It's just uh, it's just special, you know. But uh, but these kids are are something else. They are uh, you know just a lot of fun to be around. They're great kids. They're good in the classroom. They. Um, they work extremely hard on and off the field, and and uh, I just couldn't ask for a better group. And and uh, they 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 don't like to lose, and it shows. Coach, walk us through the uh, the the uh, ball game last night. Uh, I, I know it came down to to the the final seconds before it was actually settled. Uh, kind of walk us through it and let us you know uh, tell us a little bit how it went. Yeah, you know we came out and uh, did some things offensively that we. Uh, that we thought we could, and we were able to score a little bit early on, and then uh, they kind of did what we didn't think they would do. They came out and spread and spread us out and tried to run it and throw it a little bit, and we we kind of shut that down. And then they got big on us, and and that was uh, that was tough to stop. And so kind of we never lost the lead, but uh, you know we moved the ball well and did you know did some really really good things and, and scored when we needed to, but. Yeah, but we just yeah, we, we we would never let them off the hook. You know, every time you think it's kind of we, we we got it under control, they would score and do something to have a big play. And then you know, our pen, we just got killed by penalties last night. We had I think five um, pass interference calls, and and uh, some were you know legit and some you know kind of questionable. But either way, you know, it was it was just back and forth. With we never lost the lead, but. It was it was kind of just never felt like the game was under control until until, until the horn went off. You mentioned the officials. You know we we sit there every Friday night and sometimes we wonder. Uh, you know what if we're all looking at the same thing with with the calls and it's not just it's not just high school ball. It's it's officiating in general. Whether you're watching a uh, baseball game in the strike zone or you're watching uh, your favorite college team. Uh, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out what, what what's going on in their mind. Yeah, it's just you know it's like everything else. It's uh, it's all when you when you're dealing with stuff that's subjective. Um, people are gonna make good calls or gonna make bad ones, and it always seems like you know, especially if you're a fan, if you're sitting in the stands or anything else. If if um, if that call doesn't go your way, it's not right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, we have to keep that in mind too. And uh, the guys are doing the best they can. You've got really good people that that try hard, and, and that's all you can ask for, I guess. I guess ninety-five percent of the time, the the crowd, half the crowd's happy, half the crowd is is bad. The other five percent, nobody's happy. That's right. Yeah, it's it's hard to make people happy in general, and uh, especially when there's a lot of emotions and adrenaline flowing. It's it's tough, you know. And uh, we've been fortunate to have. You know, pretty good officials. Last night was, I thought they did a good job. There were some of those calls that were, you know, that were not great, but they, you know, that's just what that official at that moment thought, and that's, he's doing the best job he can. You know, we were fortunate enough to to beat a really, really good team, really well-coached team, a guy that does it right and always does, one of the best guys in this business. And Whenever you go over there and win, it's something that is just, 
is just special and it's going to last a long time. Coach, I guess if there's any uh, anything that you can take positive about that is that you're not in college or pros where you're doing um, instant replay and they still screw it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, that's, true. that's really bad when you look at one and you see, you know, uh, where a ball gets trapped or something like that or he definitely dropped it or something and, and it, it, it still goes against you. That, those each are really bad. Uh, even as yeah, a fan, that, as a coach, I don't know, can imagine what it would be like. Yeah, that would be tough. Sure would. Coach, uh, coming up next, you guys got Southwest. What can you tell us? Yeah, we play them Thursday night. Um, I've just started looking at them this morning. Um, they've got a quarterback that can run, guys that can, you know, long and stretch the field. They've struggled with a lot of things. You know, they've uh, lost a kid early on this year, which is something that none of us ever want to go through, and they're still trying to get over that. And, but they're going to give us, you know, that, that they're good in, some, in a lot of areas that, that we struggle with and so it's going to be a big test for us and and it's a you know i told our kids last night let's don't let waco beat us next week you know coming off two big wins and winning the region and that kind of stuff let's don't let's don't let that mess up what we're trying to do next week and i told them you know we're going to really hold them accountable and and to, to practice well and to, to prepare well and and let's just go ahead and win this thing and go you know go go 10-0 and, and, you know, thankful to win the region. And let's don't let – let's don't have a letdown in the last week to to let our goals go by the wayside. We're talking with uh, Coach Von Laster, Blakely County. Uh, they defeated uh, Waco last night on the road, 28-23. Uh, next coming up will be Southwest. Coach, as always, uh, uh, appreciate you being on with us. Have a great weekend, and we'll be talking to you soon. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, guys. Anytime, Coach. Coach Von Laster. One game go from one to third. I hadn't looked at the region that close. I didn't know it was that. <laughs> well, Blakely's 5-0 in the region. Northeast is, is – um, 4-1. Uh, Their only loss has been to it looks Blakely. Like, it looks like they got two games left, though. Blakely's only got one. So right. They, so that they're actually 3-1. and one. They're six region games. Right. So they're three and one at the second. Dodge is two and two. Washington is two and two. Lamar is two and three, and then one and three and zero oh and four for the other two. So it's a it's a very tight battle. It's still tight. It's Go, like going it is from there. one to three, it could be hard to deal with. Well, I mean, it's just like it is every year for that region. You know, you, you, they go into the last two two weeks of the season and. It's always been that way, especially when Dublin was there. You had a three way. Uh, four-way uh, uh, thing there. You had Washington, Dublin, Blakely, and uh, who was the other one? Dodge, it's Dodge, Blakely, Dublin, and, and Washington. And Northeast. And, well, back then it wasn't Northeast that they worried about. Northeast has gotten come on real Well, strong. they've gotten better the last three years, but yeah. they, they've always had a lot of athletes, and they were more up and down during those yes. years. It was uh, always come down to those four teams, though, and they could – Enter in, in in first place one weekend, come out. Well, Northeast during those days was playing spoiler a lot. Yes, <laughs> and and that can kind of drive you a little bit wacky, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, we're we're down to the point now that Eddie, we're down to two weeks of the regular season. Um, I'm tired. Yeah, me and you both, brother. Uh, 
this is this is where it gets interesting. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of them will go down to the last week, and sometimes they have those little mini playoffs. Yeah, every game counts when you get to this point. I mean, we could we had talked about it before. We hadn't done it yet, but looking at each region and kind of projecting what we might see. I've seen that. Some... Well, I projected in our region. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Uh, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna make it exciting the last week, last couple of weeks of the season. Absolutely, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Want to remind you, we're here each week throughout the course of the season with the uh, Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show presented by our friends at Central Georgia Technical College. Uh, we'll keep you up with the uh, some of the greatest coaches anywhere in the state of Georgia. Uh, we cover all points of the state. Uh, if you have a favorite coach that we haven't talked to, if you'll uh, drop us a line, just go to xlsportsnetwork.net. Uh, send us a message, and uh, we'll be glad to, to work out when we get your coach on the air with us. We'd love to have them. We're adding new coaches as we go, so that would be great. want to remind you about our friends at uh, the uh, Rob, Ben, and Joe Scoreboard Show. Uh, Friday nights from 10 to midnight. Uh, of course, we are a part of that. Uh, it's part of the XL Sports uh, family. We appreciate those guys uh, for us kind of joining forces and working together. Uh, you know, it, it's the way things work better by doing it that way. Also, last night, uh, Bubba Weldon, first time on the air. Uh, he's now the uh, uh, doing the play-by-play -play for Wilcox County. He was here last night in Hawkinsville. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, uh, getting off on a, on a good foot. There's no doubt about it. It's a way to go. Uh, look forward to, to working with him some over the years. And um, uh, just want to remind you, we're here each week throughout the course of the season. Start your tradition this uh, Sunday at the Steakhouse Restaurant. Take mom and the family out and have a great meal. Thanksgiving every Sunday at the, at the Steakhouse. We'll be back with more uh, the uh, Saturday morning quarterback right here on the XL Sports Network, live from the Dave Venable Studios in downtown Hawkinsville. So Welcome back into the Steakhouse President Saturday Morning Quarterback Show. Back to the phone lines we go. On the line was now Coach Kevin Smith. The Perry winners over Westside last night, 45 to nothing. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Good morning. Coach, glad to have you with us this morning. Uh, good win last night. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, guys came out, uh, played really well, uh, come out and took control of the game. Uh, we, um, you know, Westside has, uh, has been uh, – bitten by the uh, injured bug. I think they had uh, five five starters out. Um, but they were able to uh, throw and run the ball well. Defensively, we were playing really well. Um, we blocked a punt. Uh, the first uh, defense uh, come out and went three and out, and we blocked the punt and set up our first score. And we just went on from there and, you know, played well all night. Coach, I, I tell you, when you look at y'all's season, y'all have had a heck of a season at this point. Of course, there's a lot of work left to be done, I'm sure. Um, if you would, talk to us a little bit about your leadership on the team and, and you know, what, what do you think, what segment of your game do you feel that's got y'all to this point? Yeah, you know, I think our, uh, our quarterback, uh, Mark Gordon, uh, wide receiver, Daquan Wright, uh, on our offensive side of the ball has really stepped up being big leaders for us. Um, you know, and, you know, our offense has uh, been uh, scoring a lot of points all year. We've uh, struggled a couple of games, uh, but we've seen to um, – with turnovers, and we, and we 
hopefully got that fixed because we didn't turn it over any last night. And then on the defensive side, the ball, uh, Kaysan Clark and Corey Anderson, uh, big leaders for us uh, in the locker room as well. And you know, our defense is playing uh, extremely well. Uh, we've uh, shut uh, shut out our last two opponents. And, you know, any time in today's game that you can get a shutout, uh, it's, uh, it's a big, big plus because, you know, uh, the, those offensive Guys, they're really smart. They're gonna find a way to score. So, but those guys have been uh, uh, big leaders for us, and uh, you know they've uh, done a good job leading our team. Coach, uh, one of the thing, one of the things that we've talked about a lot in the last few weeks is injuries. How's that been for you guys? What, was that injuries? Yes, you sir. said. Yeah, yeah, injuries. We've been very fortunate that uh, we just had some little nagging injuries. Um, right now we're uh, maybe a little banged up. Uh, we got a defensive lineman that's got a ankle sprain, and uh, offensively, you know, uh, just a you know maybe a banged shoulder or uh, uh, ankle injury. But we've been very fortunate that the injury bug has stayed away from us. Coach, uh, coming up next, uh, uh, you guys will have Howard uh, Alamakin. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, you know, Howard, uh, they're, um, you know, uh, they coming off a win last week against uh, Rutland. Um, they had Coach Carroll and uh, his team. They, you know, they, they're they young. Um, they have, uh, you know, they're going to play hard. They got good players. They um, just, uh, you know, I don't know with all the COVID pandemic stuff, uh, their numbers are down a little, but, uh you know, they're going to play hard, and uh, they, they are capable of uh, winning. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, where we are as a program right now, if we can, um, you know, uh, go out and play Panther football, you know, we should be we should be okay. We're talking with Coach Kevin Smith of uh, Perry High School, defeated uh, Westside last night, uh, 45 to nothing. Uh, Coach, looking at your region, I tell you, you guys – We've got some heck of teams in there. You got Baldwin, you guys, Baldwin, uh, Westside, West Lawrence, and Howard, and then followed by Rutland. Uh, to get through that region, uh, you got to play hard every single week, don't you? Yes, sir. I, that's one thing I tell people all the time. Our region is very competitive. Uh, we have a lot of teams in our region that have programs. And what I mean by that is, you know, they might be down uh, uh, talent-wise this year compared to last year or years past, but the traditions and the coaching and uh, the beliefs that, uh, that that the kids are in, that have uh, makes it tough week in and week out. And uh, you know, uh, Westside is a very you know storied program. They they're just a little bit down this year. They're very young. They only had eight seniors. Um, you know, uh, Howard traditionally is very good. You know. Uh, they're, they're, they're young, uh, but you have West Lawrence, uh, you know, Baldwin, who is uh, probably uh, the uh, most talented team, one of the most talented teams we, we'll face uh, uh, coming up, you know, on our schedule. And, you know, it's just very competitive. And you got to be you got to be ready week in and week out because, you know, Spalding, uh, Spalding's got a really good football team. And, you know, um, they upset us at our place. Um, you know, and so anybody in, in our region, I feel like uh, the top 
two or three in our rage you can beat anybody on any given night. We're talking with Coach Kevin Smith of uh, Perry Winters last night. Coach, uh, again, congratulations. Have a great weekend. We hope to be talking to you very soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Anytime, Coach. Coach Kevin Smith, what a job he's done there at Perry and his time there. Uh, as he uh, just uh, continues to, to take that team right on along and, and continue to win. Uh, some more scores last night. Jones County defeated Eagles Landing. 41 to 20. It was Cook defeating Early County, 21 to 18. Uh, it was uh, Deerfield Windsor uh, dropping one to um, FPD last night, 42 to 7. Thomasville, 15 to 8 winners over Fitzgerald. Uh, again, GMC defeated Warren County last night, 17 to 6. And we go back to the phone line. On the line with us now, uh, Coach Robert Andrews, uh, uh, Walnut Grove. Uh, they took on Appalachia last night. Good morning, Coach. Hey, how you doing this morning? Good, good, good to have you with us again this morning, Coach. It's been a little while. Uh, I, I, I tell you, you know, we got uh, better 250 uh, coaches in our our uh, 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 list, and uh, I tell you, sometimes it takes a little while to get back around. Uh, we, we're just we're, we're glad to have the opportunity to be here today, Coach. I'm just tickled to have you. Tell us a little bit about your program uh, this year, uh, your makeup of your team, and a little bit about your staff, and then we'll get into the season a little bit. Well, I tell you, we uh, our, our program we're a five A program, and and uh, we're, we're playing with slightly fewer numbers than that. But um, we have some great kids in our program and a great staff. Uh, you know, we had a lot of staff that was on the, the state championship staff at Grayson High School. Uh, we had Tony Ball, who was a longtime SEC coach and, and was at Georgia for almost 10 years with Mark Richt. And um, we have an extremely high-quality staff. And uh, we've got some great kids in our program. Probably the, the best player in our program right now is Kyle Smith, who's a, a senior that um, <clears throat> he's playing lights out and um, he, he's getting some Division One looks, and he's a great defensive end and defensive lineman and is projected to play either defensive end or tight end in college. And, of course, being with 5A coach, what kind of numbers of kids do y'all play? Well, as far as the, the numbers in our school, we're, we're, we're sitting right now right around 1,300 in our school. And, uh, you know, we, we play schools with upwards of 1,900, you know, as the – as they get ready to reclass, it looks like we will probably drop classes in the next classification. And, you know, that's that's a, a very big issue in a lot of areas. Uh, some, are, some are coming down, and then others are, unfortunately for them, are going up. And I know uh, some of the small uh, private schools up in AA and AAA, uh, some of them may get the hammer put on them, and, you know, that's going to be tough for the, uh, a couple of those guys. Yes, without a doubt. Um, there's going to be a lot of movement within the, the classifications for several schools this cycle. It may be. And I, I tell you what, when you look at the AA and AAA uh, smaller private schools, there, that that may be enough with the, with this multiplier. It may send a few of them back towards the GISA, you know, so, that, so they can compete. Yeah, that's, you know, I think every school is going to have to look at it independently you know, what's best for their kids and what's best for their programs. I know we went through that, that growing pain uh, several years ago in Class A uh, with all the private schools that, 
that joined into Class A. Uh, so many of them in, in bigger markets and and have basically yeah. open county to, to draw from. And when you're in a small area like we're in down here, you got 300 kids. They're coming from the community. They're not coming from anywhere else. Yes. Well, and the private schools when they draw from the bigger market, especially at the single A level, um, it's it, while it's not necessarily intentional. You know, I'm not going to get into how it comes about. Right. But but it's almost like having a, a, an all star team out of your 300 students as opposed to a um, you know the the kids that that are just in your area. <laughs> Right, it, it makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, that's I think that's one of the things you ought to take consideration is that. Coach, uh, yeah. last night y'all had Appalachia. Uh, y'all play East Side next week. Uh, tell us about how y'all set in your region and stuff. Well, I tell you, our, our region is is probably one of the craziest regions in the state right now. Um, you're going into Friday night out of our eight teams. Uh, six of us were all tied for second at two and two. Wow, and uh, and so and the, the way it plays out, just about everybody's going to play everybody the last three weeks. Now the last two weeks of the season, and um, you know, last night three of the teams that were were two and two went to three and two, and three of us went to two and three. And uh, but nobody's out of the hunt. Every every <laughs> single one of us, or all six of us, are still in the hunt with two games to play, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. We're talking with uh, uh, Coach Robert Andrews, head coach at uh, uh, Walnut Grove. They'll take on Eastside next week. Coach, I uh, appreciate you uh, being on with us. We're up against a hard break. Have a great weekend, and we'd love to see, uh, talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for calling. Talk to you Anytime, later. Coach. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, and, of course, he was talking about, you know, they're in 5A. They've got uh, uh, less than 1,000 students playing 1,800 to 2,000 uh, uh, groups, and that makes a huge difference. I want to r- remind you we're here each week throughout the course of the season with the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show uh, presented by our friends at Central Georgia Technical College. We'll take a break, and we'll be more back with more of the uh, Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show right here on the XL Sports Network. Get a lot of food for a little bit of money with the five $7.99 daily specials. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. Dine in or carry out Monday through Saturday. Choose from chicken tenders, char-grilled hamburger steak, popcorn shrimp, beef tips on rice, or the six-ounce char-grilled chicken breast. All include salad bar and other sides. For carry out, please call 892-3383. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. If you're arrested by a police officer, one of the most important words you can use is the word no. No, I won't take your drug test. No, I won't have anything to tell you, officer. No, I don't care to balance on one leg because I've heard it could hurt my legal defense. Hi, I'm attorney David Venable. If the boys in blue have you detained, the best time to call a lawyer is ASAP. He's the big city lawyer with small town charm. David Venable, attorney at law. Call 478-783-2825. The answer to your insurance needs is simple. The Grimsley Agency. No matter your needs, life, auto, or home, it's the Grimsley Agency. You can trust Danny Grimsley and his staff with great coverage for your whole family. New car or home, the answer is the same. The Grimsley 
Presley Agency. Give them a call at 783-2581 or see them at 203 Commerce Street, Hawkinsville. Proud supporters of all Red Devil Athletics. Headed hunting or fishing, the place to go is Neighbors Express. No matter your needs, cold drinks, ice, or snacks, you can stock up and get back on your way. How about some breakfast biscuits with choice of bacon, sausage, ham, egg with cheese, or maybe a country breakfast made to order? Don't forget Great Hunt Brothers Pizza by the Slice or the Pie. They also carry a big supply of deer corn for the hunters. That's Neighbors Express with locations in Hawkinsville, Dublin, Millen, Sylvania, and Statesboro. Getting your degree is as easy as 3, 2, 1, go. Enroll at Central Georgia Technical College. It could come at little or no cost to you. Visit www.centralgatech.edu backslash 3, 2, 1, go for details. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning quarterback. As we continue back to the phone lines, we go on the line with this coach, uh, uh, Chris Pruitt, uh, Roswell. Uh, tough game last night with uh, Milton. Good morning, coach. Good morning. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime, coach. Glad to have you with us. Uh, last night, y'all took on a Milton team, and y'all had uh, quite of a heck of a game. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the best you know, rivalries, I think, in the state. Um, you know, didn't come out you know, in the, at the end our way, but um, you know we got down early, and um, I was proud of our kids. They kept they kept fighting and kept you know trying to fight back into the game, um, recovering onside kicks, scored a couple times late. Um, you know, the, the thing that I was excited about is that we just kept playing and um, kept trying to battle back. And uh, you know, Milton's got a great team um, loaded with talent. You know, at every position, um, so. You know, we take it as a learning experience, and we uh, already back at it this morning, trying to work on next week. Got another big one next week against Alpharetta. And coach, just one of the things we t- we always try to take in consideration with you guys, and while we try to condense our interviews, is uh, we know that uh, probably ninety five percent of you guys are back out in the in the and uh, they're working, and, and and that's how you stay ahead or, or, or even stay up to date. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I kind of have a in my own head. I have about a eight hour rule there where I gotta, I gotta kind of flush it out of my head as well. Um, and we go back at it. Um, you know, unfortunately, right now, or not really unfortunately, but it's good for me. I got an eight month old who gets up at six in the morning, so um, she doesn't know <laughs> if you win, lose, or draw. So um, I was up with her this morning. You know, trying to get her fed and get her uh, rolling the day. So. There's not really time to sit back and sulk and be upset, and um, you know you got to get back at it and get back on the horse and get going again. Coach, I'm not going to tell my age, but uh, you know it's been 24 since my 24 years since my baby. I had to worry about that, and uh, about 34 since my oldest one had to. I had to worry about that with my little one. Uh, but you know what? Raising a family and and, and doing the things you guys do, uh, I, I, I guess that's the reason I enjoyed. Been around sports so much in my life is it's like a, a family with with your with your sports team, especially football. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong there. Um, you know, my wife is the you know the head of the household during football season, and she takes care of. We have a four year old and an eight month old, and you know she's a rock star with both of them. And you know they they're they're just as part of our team as our players are. Um, you know, my 
my four-year-old is uh, ecstatic this year because she gets to know people's names. People know her name, and um, there she's she's heavily involved. And um, we love having our coaches' families involved as well. Um, you know, we we really we really uh, treat this like it's a family, and um, you know that that's the good, the bad, the ugly kids. You know, changing diapers in the field house, feeding <laughs> babies in the field house. You know, it's it's truly what life is, and. Um, I think the best part is, is we get to model that for these young men who, um, you know, we have a, we have a very good, um, you know, environment around our program and a very good, uh, community around, but we do have some kids that, you know, don't have father figures to look at. Um, and we may be the only one that shows them, you know, the, the right way to do things and how to handle being around your wife, being around a baby, being around a kid. So um, it's, it's, it's a full circle thing. It ain't, um, it ain't just football, um, and um, you know, at least in our in our minds, uh, if we're just doing football, then we're we're not doing our jobs completely. Absolutely, I agree with you, hundred uh, percent. You know, my football coach from '75 to '78 was Coach Bobby Gentry in Hawkinsville, uh, uh, a member of the uh, Georgia Hall of Fame. And I tell you, I, not a day goes by I don't think of some of the lessons he taught me. No, you're right. It's uh, you know, we talked about it last night. You know. After the win, you know, or after we lose, uh, you know, everybody feels bad. Everybody feels terrible about it. But the way we got to bounce back and respond is the way you're going to have to do that in life. You know, it ain't always going to be easy. It ain't always going to be given to you. Um, you know, I know that's a probably a controversial thing to say now. You know, you're not going to get everything handed to you. Nope. Um, and you know, sports is the greatest avenue to teach that, right? Absolutely. Uh, wins and losses. There's not a. You don't get, you don't feel, you don't feel good when you lose, and uh, you should, it, it should hurt, it should sting a little bit. Um, so you got to bounce back and respond, and um, we'll do that next week. Coach, what can you tell us about Alpharetta? <clears throat> yeah, from the from the time I watched it a little bit this morning, um, they're they're a really athletic team, um, very well coached. Um, there's athletes all over the field. Um, you know, they've they've played probably. I, I challenge someone to play a harder schedule than they have this year. Um, I think they, in a, in a five week period, um, and you know, you kind of generally know a lot about the high school game. They played Hoover high school out of Birmingham. Wow. They played Grayson. They played Milton. They played North Cobb. They played Collins Hill. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they, they definitely got challenged and, you know, you're not getting the team, uh, with, uh, you know, a 10 and 0 record or anything like that, but make no mistake they're they're were, they're challenged and they're tested. Um, so It'll be a challenge for us, you know. Um, we uh, we lost to them last year, and that was one of our one of our two losses last year. So um, I think our kids are, are going to be ready to go um, come Monday. And uh, you know, they're like I said, they're they're very athletic and very very good physical team. Um, so we got our work cut out for us. We got to we got to do better on certain things that we we've, we've struggled with and we didn't do well last night. So. Um, you know, it'll be another good region game in our in our tough region. <clears throat> Coach Chris Pruitt, Roswell, uh, they took on Milton last night. Next week at Alpharetta, Coach, always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a, a great weekend and enjoy your family. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Go on. Coming up on a break, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show right here on the XL Sports Network. Getting your degree is as easy as 3, 2, 1, go. Enroll at Central Georgia Technical College. It could come at little or no cost to you. Visit www.centralgatech.edu backslash 3, 2, 1, go for details. 
get a lot of food for a little bit of money with the five $7.99 daily specials. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. Dine in or carry out Monday through Saturday. Choose from chicken tenders, char-grilled hamburger steak, popcorn shrimp, beef tips on rice, or the six-ounce char-grilled chicken breast. All include salad bar and other sides. For carryout, please call 892-3383. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. If you're arrested by a police officer, one of the most important words you can use is the word no. No, I won't take your drug test. No, I won't have anything to tell you, officer. No, I don't care to balance on one leg because I've heard it could hurt my legal defense. Hi, I'm attorney David Venable. If the boys in blue have you detained, the best time to call a lawyer is ASAP. He's the big city lawyer with small town charm. David Venable, attorney at law. Call 478-783-2825. When I say Hawkinsville Dispatch and News, few things pop into your mind. Community involvement, community awareness, covering what matters to the people of Pulaski County and serving the area since 1866. However, it is much more than that. It's office supplies for home, business, or school. It's also your headquarters for large print copies for all your business and construction needs. So when you need a copy of your construction plans, no need to go out of town. See Chuck and his staff. You may call today, 783-1291, or see them at 329 Commerce Street, Hawkinsville. Hawkinsville Dispatch and News, serving the finest people in the world since 1866. We're going to pause 10 seconds here on the XL Sports Network to allow our stations to identify themselves. Welcome back into the XL Sports Studio. Bruce, Eddie, Donovan, and Ken in the house uh, this morning. Eddie, as we take a look at a few more scores. Well, let's refresh it right this second. And I really don't know where you left off, uh, but I'm going to just take off where I'm at. Uh, Chris County, 59, Sumter County, 12. You had Peach County, 32, Jackson, 28. Just got through talking to Coach uh, Chad Campbell. Um, Mary Persons, 32, Upson Lee, 24. Um, that was another one I was going to go. Um, of course, Perry, 45, Westside out of Macon, 0. Uh, Rutland Howard played last night. Howard come out on top of that one, 13 to nothing. Uh, Pierce County, 44, uh, Long County 6. Okay, we're going to go back to the final line. On the line with us now, Coach Joel Ingram, Washington County Golden Hawks. Uh, tough game last night with uh, Von Laster and the Blakely County Royals. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Coach, I tell you, uh, there is battle every darn week in y'all's region. I tell you, y'all at the uh, top five of you guys up there are just absolutely having a war every single Friday night. Yeah, I'm just unfortunately we're not coming out on the good end of it. But um, it is as difficult, as hard being in a region like this and looking at nearby regions that guys just skate by with one and two seeds. And we've got four teams that in any given region would be a one or two seed. So um, in Lamar County is a, a playoff team in any other, in any other region we're in. So uh, that's frustrating there. You know, and like 
thing here is, you know, mistakes happen in football, but like, you know, a personal foul penalty here or a one just a turnover is a difference in winning and losing in this region. Whereas in in, in, in weaker regions, you know, you don't have to, you know, play a, a grind every week. I mean, it's it's a grind. It's a slugfest every week. And um, it's unfortunate that, you know, we didn't come out on the end of it. We had a chance at the end. But we just fell in the hole early. Proud of our kids, the way we fought. Um, you know, just at the end of the day, we would we would score and then they would answer. So, you know, they just kept answering us every time we scored. And uh, like I said, we turned the ball over and gave them a shorter field one time and led them one of their touchdown drives. But um, we go to Dodge this week. You know, they lost a tough one in the Northeast, but Dodge is another top ten worthy team. And I've been watching the film on them this morning, and they look <laughs> about like every other team we play. They look big, physical, and fast. So um, we'll just, just try to formulate a game plan to give us our best chance of success. But uh, you know, in the meantime, this has just been this has been a rough October for us. You know, we played a, a dawning schedule. We played between Northeast Perry. Uh, Blackley and now Dodge and every one of those games and those three losses that we've we've had you know we've been right down to the in the in the final waning minute or minutes um, you know to win the game so I'm hoping maybe that'll you know, that'll come out on our end and maybe karma will work out for us um, as the season progresses towards the end but just frustrating you know it's life you choose but uh, being coaching we're going to be disappointed on a lot of, on a lot of Saturday mornings but. Um, you know, just wish we could have got that W, but we didn't. So now we just got to, you know, pick up the pieces and get ready to play, just go on the road and play an outstanding Dodge County team. We're talking with Coach uh, Joel Ingram, Washington County Golden Hawks. Uh, Coach, uh, as you look at your team right now, health-wise, how are y'all? Uh, we lost a good one last night. We lost Tyler Gilmore, one of our um, top running backs and cornerbacks, and Thought he had a dislocated elbow, but um, he's not. But it's enough. I don't know. He's he's questionable at best for the next couple of weeks. Um, and just we got some guys with nicks and scrapes, you know. But everybody's got that this time. Of year. Um, that other was a pretty significant injury, so um, it hurts us what we do. So, but some guys, you know, that's why you work other guys. Somebody will step up. Just uh, you try not to focus on the things that are not going right. You try to focus on the things that are going. Uh, uh, going wrong is what will drive you mad as a coach. We do a lot of good things. Um, you know, we made a lot of plays last night, but, you know, just like I said, you know, you make you make mistakes in, the, in a region or a schedule like we got. It's it's curtains. So we just got to we got to play cleaner football. And, uh, and we don't play necessarily bad football, you know, with turnovers and things like that. We just didn't, you know, you can't, you got to play spotless football with the people we play and we we didn't play clean football last night. So, um, you know, we just got to get better and keep working and, uh, you know, hope for the best. Coach, uh, next week on the road at Dodge County. Of course, we uh, talked with Coach Harden earlier. He's he's feeling the pain this morning after they were on the road at Northeast last night. Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about the game with Dodge next week and, and you know, what it's going to take to, to be able to pull out a win over those guys. I mean, it's going to take everything. I mean, it's just another, like I said, it's just week to week. It's just real tough in this region. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a mental grind. It's a physical grind because you're playing excellent football teams every week. And, um, you know, it's just, it just seems like there's no end in sight every time you turn around with a great football team. So, 
this is definitely one of the most tough, difficult schedules we've played. Um, it's because of everybody in our region in the last two or three years. As like I said earlier, you know, everybody's pretty decent. And then every year, two good teams have to go on the road in the playoffs when they'd be a number one or two seed in any other region. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's agonizing and frustrating, but, uh, it is what it is. Um, Dodge is young and they're very talented. Coach Harden's doing an excellent job. They play very hard. They're always been played physical up front on both sides of the offensive and defensive lines. Um, they're well coached there. So, uh, you know, we go in there, you know, losers limp licking our chops and we're going to get our brains beat out. So we better, you know, pick ourselves up quick and get ready to work and, uh, have a great week of practice and, you know, just cut down on doing the self-destructive thing, do what we can do, get ourselves off the field, make tackles when they're crucial tackles, and we got to make them, you know, and that's 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 how football goes, and we just got to do it. Coach Joel Ingram, Washington County Golden Hawks, uh, next week on the road at Dodge County. Coach, uh, always a pleasure to have you on with us. Uh, take your break this afternoon, get you a little bit of rest, and I'm sure you'll be back at work uh, uh, maybe sooner than you should be. <laughs> Rest, what is that? Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying I to find some. Is, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what rest is. So I don't think any coach does. So I'll go I'll probably fall asleep in my pad in my lap. But that'll be what rest is. But uh, but anyway, man, you know, like I said, just, whew, uh, you love the, the game of football. It teaches you so much about life, but it will disappoint you. And, um, you know, that's the, the, the thing is in mental toughness, you got to pick yourselves up and, learn from the uh, good and the bad and the ugly from this film and move on to the next one because, I mean, it doesn't get any easier. Coach, let me give you one tip, though. If you're if you like Coach Kyle Hockman and you're sitting on the beach, don't fall asleep with that iPad. You'll wake up with a square uh, spot on your belly. Yeah, that's right. I don't need to do that. <laughs> Coach, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Anytime. You know, they end up with uh, – they play Dodge next week, and then they got Jasper County. And if you look at Dodge, Dodge has got Washington County, and they play um, – I was looking at it just a few months ago. They play Washington County, and then they finish up with Southwest out of Macon. And they're tied in region play. They're 2-2. Both of them are 2-2 in region play. Um I don't know who's making these guys schedule. Well, it's the and same. You want to play tough, but but the, the non-region opponents need to get a little bit easier, and maybe maybe kind of mix it up and get your break in there a little bit different. Maybe well, but you may know, not be able to. It, you may not be able to, especially with COVID and everything, the way it's affected the schedules here. But you know, it's it's that's what they're used to. You know, last four or five years, we've talked about it several times about that region. You know, you took Dublin out, but it got no easier. <laughs> it got no easier. No, because North, Northeast got that much better. Yeah. I mean, it's just a tough region. Next man up. In you know, it's kind of like Clinch and, you know, Irwin and all them down uh, down in South Georgia. That was the SEC of, the, of, of uh, Class A football for a long time. And now you got, uh, uh, who is it, Pierce? No. Uh, Brooks, uh, Irwin. Brooks. Brooks Irwin, County in there. Charlton. And Clinch is having an off year, but you still. Yeah, but you see. Four I mean, guys that can make a deep run you, in you, you drop Wilcox out and you put uh, Brooks County in. Yeah. <laughs> it never got easier. <laughs> no, never got any easier. Back to the phone lines. We go on the line with us this morning. Coach Sean Pender of Brunswick. Good morning, Coach. Coach, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, go ahead. He's, he hears you. Morning. Good morning, Coach. Uh, are you by a train? 
No, I am. I am. You're coming through my radio. I'm headed to a cheerleading sh uh, competition in Statesboro. Oh, okay. I got you, Coach. I, geez. I, I thought for a minute you were stuck at a train crossing there. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> it sounds like that with these roads. You know what? Glad to have you with us. And listen, uh, you know, this is what we want. You know, you, you're out and about. You're living life. And, you know, we get coaches going all over the place. And you just continue to ride. And we'll, we'll try to keep up, keep up with each other the best we can. And uh, we'll be happy with that. Coach, uh, okay. Uh, oh, you, you 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 changed it up a little bit. Um, I did make it up a little bit better. <laughs> uh, Coach got the week off this week. Yeah, we did. We um, we had the week off, and uh, we were we were fortunate to be able to go watch the two teams that we actually have left on our schedule actually playing each other. So we went up and uh, to Bradwell and watched both Bradwell and Effingham play, and just trying to you know gauge them in person, see them in person for. A little bit, we you know got game film on them, but now we're able to really gauge with they you know their speed stuff like that. You don't quite see from game film. And coach, now that you looked at them, uh, your thoughts? <laughs> coach Pender, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, say it again. Yeah, yeah. Now that you got a chance to look at them, your thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean, um, they got some good athletes here and there. I mean, in, in, you know, in place. Uh, I, I like uh, how well uh, Effingham's defense is playing. They, they're they uh, pretty tough up front. They You, you can tell that they've improved a lot over uh, the last year with, you know, uh, Coach Ford getting there. He's, he's really done a good job, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They You know, they have some weapons that can hurt you. you got to definitely be ready for them. Bradwell has got a really good player on defense. Um, they're struggling right now uh, up front. I like our matchup up front. I, I believe that we have a, a good opportunity up front to exploit some things, and we just got to make sure we come um, prepared to play and play well. And if we if we play well and play up to our potential, we'll be in we'll be in pretty good shape. And of course, we we talked to Coach Ford a couple of weeks ago, and of course, we had him close to us when he was over at Blakely uh, for the last two years. And uh, I really thought he's done a really good job taking over that program down there. Oh yeah, he has. He's he's a, he's a very good coach, and um, you know he's he's got some good uh, help with him. Uh, coach William Pinnell was on my staff for two years, and he left to go help out Coach Ford at Effingham. And I know how good of a coach uh, William Pinnell is, and also in Gilstrap is he got him to come out of retirement to help him out also, and that's another good defensive coach. So Coach Ford's got a really good supporting staff uh, to go along with with him as well. Coach, uh, tell us what you can about Bradwell Institute uh, uh, since you'll be playing those guys next week. Yeah, uh, you know, Bradwell's struggling this year. They they have a new coach, and they're trying to form their identity. And, you know, it's uh, got a lot of young players uh, in place, and, you know, they're uh, working hard to try to gain some confidence. And you'll see, like, them do some really good things here and there. They just got to put it together. They haven't been able to string it together yet. And, you know, we're hoping they don't string it together next week. Coach, uh, being an open week this late in the season, uh, how did y'all treat it this week? Well, you know, with the way the schedule went this year, we had an open week early in the season, uh, and then we had the, the late one. And the early season one, we were still getting in shape and, you know, in the grind and being extremely physical. And so we approached that one a lot different than this week. This week, 
we had a lot of banged up injuries. We 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 had um, some situations where we had a lot of players um, go down. So those players have been banged up with uh, ankle injuries, back issues, hamstrings. We we let them you know have a little bit of rest. They started to come to practice and meeting, but it was more trying to rehab them, keep them out of pads. We still had two physical days of practice. But, you know, for the most part, we, we eased up. We were quick on the whistles, did more thudding than, you know, anything else, and um, just really worked on conditioning and getting, um, you know, staying in shape and healing up. And, of course, there's a fine line between uh, uh, keeping them in shape and, and uh, wearing them out at this point in the season, isn't there? Right, right. We were just – and you got to play with it, but you, you can't get too lackadaisical with them. Uh, you got to keep a routine going because a lot of times with high school kids, you start to break that routine and um, you, you allow yourself for mishaps. We're talking with Coach uh, Sean Pender of uh, uh, Brunswick. Uh, they had a week off. Next week will be taking on Bradwell Institute. Coach, as we approach the end of the season, playoffs around the corner, uh, a quick question about the reclassification. Y'all expect any changes in y'all's neck of the woods down there? I, no, I think we're going to stay in uh, 6A. Our uh, athletic director wants both um, both Glen Academy and Brunswick High School to stay in the same classification. I know when it looks it looks like we might drop as far as numbers go, but I don't anticipate us dropping into 5A. I have a I have a feeling that we're going to sit right there in 6A. And um, yeah, I really don't you know worry too much with the the reclassification. It's just where we end up playing is where we end up playing. We just got to get ready to play, and and uh, whoever's on our schedule, we got to get ready to beat. Coach Pender, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, have a safe trip. Enjoy your day, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Anytime, Coach. Thanks. Coach Sean Pender uh, headed to Statesboro cheerleading competition. Yes, he is, and that's kind of the way. It, I mean, there's a band competition. I did find out that. Okay. There is a band competition. Hawkinsville's in it. I don't know where it's located or taking right. place, but um, I did hear that. Um, so that's probably explaining why I saw different jerseys or different T-shirts supporting different schools in Hawkinsville this morning. Um, just a lot of things going on. You yeah. know, it's, it's a busy time of the year. You're you're. You're, you're coming up on Halloween, late in the football season. Basketball's around the corner. Uh, yep. So they're, they're, a lot of the athletes are transitioning and lots going on in the schools. you got cross country that I guess is uh, finishing up well, about this time. You know, but the big thing is transition from football to basketball for, for a lot of schools. Um, you know, we saw Hawkinsville. We got tennis courts just about completed. Yes. It's coming up. They had to have them, and they as luck would have it, that spot was open. So. A lot of things going on. Absolutely, and uh, a lot more to be coming uh, in the weeks and months to come. As uh, you know, we, we mentioned uh, with Coach Williamson, uh, once the season's over, somewhere around early December, the renovation of Bobby Gentry Stadium will begin. It'll be totally different than anything you've seen. The major, the other transformation from 75 to when they'd redone it in 05, made the, the changes then. Uh, this is even going to be more significant than that. Uh, It'll bring back that homey feel we used to have years ago. It's going to bring us all back in, but it's going to give us a little modern touch as well. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they don't get crazy with the lights, I'm okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't like those lights. That uh, I do not like the lights. I mean, we have a hard enough time getting scorekeepers and timekeepers and all that. I'd hate to have to get somebody to handle the lights too. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, gonna be exciting times for Hawkinsville uh, this year, and next year, and really, you know, as the school gets ready to open. Of course, I want to remind you uh, about the. Um, uh, Joe, Ben, and Rob scoreboard show comes on every um, Friday night from uh, 10 to midnight. Uh, you can uh, uh, go to our website, xlsportsnetwork.net, and you can uh, uh, click on the link. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe scoreboard show every Friday night from 10 to midnight. Of course, we do a recap with them on a regular basis, um, um, and we you know, would appreciate it if you turn over and listen to them. Uh, those guys do a really good job there with that program, and uh, and it's kind of good to have one back in Middle Georgia. Yeah, it is. It is. We've had not, we've missed not having our uh, scoreboard show on Friday nights. Of course, you know, people have to work, and the main lead on ours uh, traveling a lot. Yeah, it, it, going out overseas a lot uh, uh, took a higher position and. Uh, he had to, to, to step out, and, and of course, you know, Shane was the, the, the guy that anchored the, the GPS scoreboard show. and Yeah, he was the rudder of the ship. Uh, Bruce, what you going to be doing next uh, Saturday? Don't tell me you done forgot who's playing next no, Saturday. No, next, next Saturday is Georgia, Florida. Yeah, that's what I was well, talking about. I wouldn't be doing nothing else. <laughs> Does Auburn have any meaningful games left? Sure. They're all meaningful. <laughs> We're four and two. Everybody acts like we died, but we haven't died. I'm messing with you. Yeah, no, y'all not the Gators. That's for sure. That's it. You know, <laughs> they they didn't turn into. We're this. actually ahead of uh, uh, ahead of things. You know, we we got rid of our problem, and now we got to rebuild. Well, uh -huh. you, you still got one more problem. Uh, we don't have as many problems as we have in LSU. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not near as many problems, no doubt about it. Want to remind you we're here each week throughout the course of the season with the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning quarterback show right here on the XL Sports Network. Start your tradition this Sunday at the Steakhouse. Take uh, the family out there. Uh, uh, start Well, you start today with a great meal. But uh, Thanksgiving every Sunday at the Steakhouse, folks, it's just like that. Uh, go out and see them. Tell them Bruce sent you. We'll take a break. You listen to the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning Quarterback show presented by our friends at Central Georgia Technical College right here on the XL Sports Network. Getting your degree is as easy as three, two, one, go. Enroll at Central Georgia Technical College. It could come at little or no cost to you. Visit www.centralgatech.edu backslash 321 go for the answer to your insurance needs is simple the grimsley agency no matter your needs life auto or home it's the grimsley agency you can trust danny grimsley and his staff with great coverage for your whole family new car or home the answer is the same the grimsley agency give them a call at 783-2581 or see them at 203 commerce street hawkinsville proud supporters of all red devil athletics Get a lot of food for a little bit of money with the five $7.99 daily specials. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. Dine in or carry out Monday through Saturday. Choose from chicken tenders, char-grilled hamburger steak, popcorn shrimp, beef tips on rice, or the six-ounce char-grilled chicken breast. All include salad bar and other sides. For carry out, please call 892-3383. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. 
Headed hunting or fishing, the place to go is Neighbors Express. No matter your needs, cold drinks, ice, or snacks, you can stock up and get back on your way. How about some breakfast biscuits with choice of bacon, sausage, ham, egg with cheese, or maybe a country breakfast made to order? Don't forget Great Hunt Brothers Pizza by the Slice or the Pie. They also carry a big supply of deer corn for the hunters. That's Neighbors Express with locations in Hawkinsville, Dublin, Millen, Sylvania, and Statesboro. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday morning quarterback show. Uh, uh, coming up in just a few minutes, it'll be we'll do a little traveling with John Nelson as uh, Eddie and he uh, work on uh, taking a look at the uh, college scene uh, across the nation this afternoon. And of course, next week. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Slippery Rock. Slippery Rock, absolutely. I didn't wear my my rock shirt this morning. Thank God. Uh, I started to put on that other red one. The Bulldogs. Everybody's got to have fans. Yeah. See, I'm easy. Even Auburn's got fans. Yeah. And we're proud for them. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to drive that Volkswagen. That's it. <laughs> the Gus bust and gone. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Any, uh, any more scores there, buddy? Oh, uh, sure. Um, Toombs County, 21, Vidalia, 19. We had... Uh, of course, uh, Northeast over Dodge, 21-7. Blakey County, 28-23. Josie, 18. Butler, 6. Um, Putnam County, 28. Jefferson County, 21. Had uh, Harrelson County, 21. Hurd County, 0. Bremen, 28-26 over Temple. Uh Pace Academy 31, Tower 16, Lovett 16 to nothing over Columbia. Uh, Dade County 35, Coosa 6, uh, Fanning County 42, Chattooga 7. You had uh, Pepperell 28, Model 22, Rayburn County 45 to 7 over Elbert County, Banks County 67, Riverside Military 6. Uh, Metter 50, Bryan County 26, Tattnall County 40, that's got to be Tattnall Square, 42 over Stratford Academy 41. I think it was an extra point attempt. Uh, First Presbyterian 42, Deerfield Windsor 7, Mount DeSales 33 to 7 over Strong Rock Christian. And Bruce, we're going to go back to you. Back to the phone lines we go on the line with us now, uh, Coach Keith Maloof of uh, Norcross. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Bruce. How are you today? Doing good, Coach. I know it's a busy morning for you guys. Uh, just take a few minutes of your time. Uh, talk a little bit about your uh, ball game last night with Duluth. Well, we, we came out and we, we did pretty good. I felt good about our team last night on both on all phases of the game. Uh, open and drive, we bogged down a little bit, but after that, we turned it on we offensively did a good job defensively all the way around and special teams i was real proud of we blocked two punts we turned into you know i think 10 points and uh just excited about you know we're going into off week with a little bit of a you know on a roll and and 
go play Archer next week. Uh, the following week, um, hopefully, you know, it'll be for a region title pretty much. Coach, uh, some, uh, tell me about the, the, the uh, off week this week. Are you glad you're getting it now, or would you rather be Yeah, kind of right before the playoffs. Is, you know, playing in a schedule we kind of play, the kids get beat up, and this is a good week to heal some little bumps and bruises and go into a physical archer team, you know, and then going into the playoffs, hopefully we can be healthy at that point. You know, some people don't like it, but I kind of like it at this point. Um, you know, we had one in the middle of the year after our, our schedule first start of it, which was pretty tough against Mill Creek and East Coweta and some top teams in the state south. One at who Coach Lamar has done a great job with. And they're, they're, they're competing on all levels, and, uh, and so – we feel good that we we can get some bodies healthy and and go into the playoffs hopefully clicking at the right time. Coach, those open dates can be kind of funny. I know in 2014 we won the state in Class A football and uh, we played week zero and didn't take a week off until the end of the season. We had two weeks off plus the extra week uh, uh, in Class A for the playoffs and it was it was three Fridays before we played. But you know the that's thing, hard now. Yeah, well you that's know we 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 playing the wing tee and the playing the defense we played because we we had opponents that year for less than seven points a game, uh, and you know we didn't score a ton of points. We just you know kind of uh, slowed the game down. Uh, it we never we really never missed a lick during that time. But then there's other times you can you can hit one. You could be hitting you know finally hitting your stride, and uh, it, it just throws everything off. It, it does. Sometimes you you get on a roll and then you get into off. It slows you down, and you know coaches are coaches hurt themselves a little too much sometimes. And during off week, they try to do some new stuff that you really don't need to do. And if you just focus on what you've been doing, you'll be okay. I interviewed uh, my high school coach back in 2002, three years before he passed away, and I said, I said, Coach Gentry, if you could go back and change anything that you've ever done. Uh, as far as football, what would you do? He said, well, the first thing I would do is instead of keeping my boys on the field for uh, practice for three hours, I'd cut to about an hour and 45 minutes. He said, I no telling how many games lost. And I said, it, it, and he said, I got one other thing I'd like to do. He said, you know, we always ran the wing. He said, I would like to try the power eye. Right, so, right. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of kind of funny. The old wing guy wanted to do the other, but the the long practice sessions on the fields, you know, sometimes you know, uh, there's, there's a happy medium there. There is. There. Is. It all depends. You know, you almost have to. It all depends on the kind of team you have. Correct. You know, last year, last year I was very heavy senior laden team, and we were, you know, we knew we were going to be good. Then last year and because we had a lot of veterans back off a you know second round team that went into lounge and we had everybody back so you know i was everybody else is freaking out about covid you know they got to get their team ready got to get the team ready and i was kind of like look just get us to the season because we had a bunch of veterans on our team so the barometer of that team i didn't have to really worry as much as now if i'd have had this team coming into covid and we'd have had to slow play it and not do the things that we're able to do because these guys don't have didn't have the experience going into it so we had to you know i was needing the summer i was needing the seven on seven stuff whereas the year before i really didn't need it but this year i needed it 
to help this group move along and, and move forward. So you almost have to read what kind of team you got and, and see where you are going into the summer and, and see how much you have to do and how much you have to tackle. It all depends on, you know, how hard have they worked in the weight room or they condition. You know, it all depends on what kind of team you have coming in is what level of intensity you have to have. Coach Keith Maloof, head coach of Norcross, uh, as uh, we approach late in the season, or 72 on the year, 5-0 in region play. Next week we'll be taking on Archer uh, uh, for the region championship. Coach, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Have a great weekend, and uh, good luck next week, and we'll be talking to you soon. Well, Bruce, I appreciate you having me on, and thank you again for what you guys do for high school athletics. We need to, we need to continue to push the positive things that go on. Absolutely, Coach. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Thank you. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Steakhouse Wrestling Saturday Morning Quarterback Show right here on the XL Sports Network. Get a lot of food for a little bit of money with the five $7.99 daily specials. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. Dine in or carry out Monday through Saturday. Choose from chicken tenders, char-grilled hamburger steak, popcorn shrimp, beef tips on rice, or the six-ounce char-grilled chicken breast. All include salad bar and other sides. For carry out, please call 892-3383. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. If you're arrested by a police officer, one of the most important words you can use is the word no. No, I won't take your drug test. No, I won't have anything to tell you, officer. No, I don't care to balance on one leg because I've heard it could hurt my legal defense. Hi, I'm attorney David Venable. If the boys in blue have you detained, the best time to call a lawyer is ASAP. He's the big city lawyer with small town charm. David Venable, attorney at law. Call 478-783-2825. The answer to your insurance needs is simple. The Grimsley Agency. No matter your needs, life, auto, or home, it's the Grimsley Agency. You can trust Danny Grimsley and his staff with great coverage for your whole family. New car or home, the answer is the same. The Grimsley Agency. Give them a call at 783-2581 or see them at 203 Commerce Street, Hawkinsville. Proud supporters of all Red Devil Athletics. Headed hunting or fishing, the place to go is Neighbors Express. No matter your needs, cold drinks, ice, or snacks, you can stock up and get back on your way. How about some breakfast biscuits with choice of bacon, sausage, ham, egg with cheese, or maybe a country breakfast made to order? Don't forget Great Hunt Brothers Pizza by the Slice or the Pie. They also carry a big supply of deer corn for the hunters. That's Neighbors Express with locations in Hawkinsville, Dublin, Millen, Sylvania, and Statesboro. Welcome back into this steakhouse restaurant. Center. Any, are you on drugs or something over there? No, but I wish I was. My back's <laughs> killing me. <laughs> John, you may not want to be associated with this. But you know, sometimes you just got to make sure that what's oh. going on is what's going on, and you got to make sure that you're in there with 150%, fella, baby, and make sure that everything's going to go in the right way because, you know, there's only a half hour left in this show, and you got to make sure. But that 27 minutes is the best that you can give. <laughs> I guarantee you Ric Flair won't make no appearance here Woo! today. 
That is accurate, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. He don't want nothing to do with the dream. <laughs> John, uh, last night, uh, tell us about uh, where you were at. Brooklyn Grayson. Uh, this is the uh, one of 27 games last night that had an impact on who would be at top of the region or have a share of the region lead. And it was, uh, you know, it was one of those one of those games where Grayson's a very young team. I think that they're a year away from being what we know of. When we're looking at, at Grayson because there was uh, one game earlier in the year that Adam Carter was telling us about during the week. Last play of the game against uh, Parkview, he had two freshmen and five sophomores on the field. And so when you're going through the, the lineups and everything on both both sides, you're going, okay, there's a lot of sophomores here. There's a lot of sophomores here. And you had a sophomore at quarterback in JoJo Stone that really isn't a quarterback. And when you have an athlete trying to do quarterback things, you can kind of force that athlete into being a quarterback, and then they're having to be left-handed is the, the phrase that Philip Jones was using, the head coach of Brookwood. And – uh, just stout defensively for uh, Brookwood, and they came out with a 35-14 win, and that puts them at the top of the region. But uh, you know, when you're a young team, you're going to make young mistakes, and then you know you hang your head and that kind of thing. And I, but I think also that Grayson figured out last night that probably the best thing to do with JoJo Stone is to have him out in space and have him as an athlete and a wide receiver. So uh, big one for Brookwood, big rivalry there in that section of Gwinnett County and so right now Brookwood they're right now top of the ladder in region uh, region 47A when you said one of 27 I thought you were going to say 27 games in Gwinnett County no I mean but there were 27 <laughs> games last night I mean yeah I know but it's like that's where we are right now on the right. schedule yeah. with oh, the, you know match no, you know, game I, day eight I was just trying to be funny John hey, oh John. I know yeah but it's like I mean it's just but well, that's where we are right now is you have so many of these games that mean so much. Oh, and to yeah. have 27 oh, God, yeah. of them last night that were right there with impact on the region a region title, that was pretty strong. Yeah, we were talking earlier today that uh, between Blakely County, Washington County, Dodge, and all them, I mean, uh, Coach from Blakely said, you know, we went into the game knowing that if we lost, we could go from first to third. I mean, it's just there are a lot of tight regions right now. And when, you know, and – I have seen, you know, I'm not like John Hart at WJBF who got to call the game last night, but I've seen the 378 war. And the, there are great stories that are associated with it where you had uh, police officers, and this is all allegedly, this is all story time, where you had police officers allegedly at the county line making sure that if they saw a license plate from the opposing county that they would try to find a way to slow traffic down so they couldn't crowd uh, they couldn't crowd their, their, their <laughs> stand game. You sure we weren't talking about Tennessee? <laughs> no, I mean that's I mean, yeah, like like that would never happen, you know, here in the southeast at all. Yeah. Of course not. John, any idea <laughs> but no, of next that week? was a shootout win, you know, but that's what you expect in that game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, any ideas where you're gonna be next week? Yeah, we are going to be at Weinman Stadium in Cartersville for Calhoun and Cartersville, and that one should decide the region championship there. So that one's going to be a, it's going to be a fun one. And you know, as we all know, at this time of year, when you talk about great football towns, all you have to do is is have a a phrase that ends in "insert team here will travel," 
And we know that Calhoun will travel to Cartersville. We know that Cartersville will show up at Weinman Stadium. It is going to be a raucous crowd. And uh, I would just recommend get your tickets early and get there early. And do not be surprised if uh, overflow parking ended up in some of these surrounding shopping malls that are near Weinman Stadium on Friday night. It's going to be a fun one. And, John, what do I need to hear? XL Sports Network. Getting your degree is as easy as three, two, one, go. Enroll at Central Georgia Technical College. It could come at little or no cost to you. Visit www.centralgatech.edu backslash three, two, one, go for details. Are you looking for great custom cut meats like fresh beef, pork, chicken, and great seafood? How about a place that specializes in fresh and smoked sausage made in-house? It's Harris Country Meats and Grocery. They also offer a full line of deli with smoked brisket, roast beef, barbecue, plus much, much more. Harris Country Meats also offers hunting and fishing supplies, plus a full garden center. That's Harris Country Meats and Grocery, family owned and operated since 1943. Call 478-783-3276 or see them at 66 Cochran Highway in Hawkins. The Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant has a variety of house specials available anytime, Monday through Saturday. Dine in or carry out. Choose from the 8-ounce grilled chicken breast, Italian chicken parmesan, southwestern grilled chicken, grilled pork chops, country fried steak, or the absolute best fried chicken in Georgia. To carry out one of these delicious house specials, call the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant at 478-892. 3383. If you're arrested by a police officer, one of the most important words you can use is the word no. No, I won't take your drug test. No, I won't have anything to tell you, officer. No, I don't care to balance on one leg because I've heard it could hurt my legal defense. Hi, I'm attorney David Venable. If the boys in blue have you detained, the best time to call a lawyer is ASAP. He's the big city lawyer with small town charm. David Venable, attorney at law. Call 478-783-2825. Welcome back into the Steakhouse Restaurant Saturday Morning Quarterback Show presented by our friends at Central Georgia Technical College. As Eddie and John do a little uh, traveling, uh, looking at the college games. Well, let's go ahead and get Bruce out of the way and talk about Slippery Rock at Mercyhurst University Lakers. Uh, I could find no point spread, no over-under, <laughs> anything. Hang on. How, do you, Let me see if I how, can find how are you number six and you drop to 17? That's just not right. Oh, my God. Everybody's against uh, Rock. I mean, geez. Because no one escapes the rock. Nobody. That's it. Well, he, and Bruce, the people's elbow. All Bruce had yeah. did was look at the. They were ranked number one. He never looked at behind them. Two and three were tied with them for region. So, or not region, but for conference play. So, you know that's how it goes with Bruce. Yeah, I'm trying to find a spread for Slippery Rock and Mercyhurst. You're not gonna find one. <laughs> and for some strange reason, <laughs> there. The, there, there are no numbers that are associated with it. Yeah. So, uh, strangely, strangely enough, for some for some weird reason, there is no spread associated with this. So, what is wrong with everybody? It's, we it's, need we need like numbers here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Coming right. games. Well, we Slippery tried. Rock. Bruce. Slippery Rock is at Mercyhurst, though. It is a it is a noon kick. So, 
uh, might take uh, a little while. And folks on on the chat are sitting there saying, "Good luck, sli- uh, good luck, slippery rock." Let's have a bounce back statement game. So I think that's what folks are looking at at uh, Tolio Field at Mercyhurst this afternoon. Well, John, with the SEC basically taking the the week off, I went all around the uh, uh, football world to pull, pull some me. games. All right, let's start off. Wake Forest at Army. Wake Forest opened at three. I think they're still around three. Over-unders around 52. Yeah, and this one could be the the game that a lot of folks are looking at that may, you know, trip up Wake Forest because we all know what Jeff Munkin can do and what he's been able to do with that program. And and it's going to be, for those of you who are like offense connoisseurs, this one's going to be an interesting one because of what Army does and then this oddly constructed, newfangled RPO-looking thing that Wake Forest has this year. And, you know, it's like, how do you study for these? And I think that the, I think that the three is about right. I think that Wake eventually gets it done. But if you're looking for a slip-up, if you're looking for a trap game, this might be it if you're looking for Wake Forest to, to slip in the ACC. Well, you know, uh, Army runs that offense – Georgia Southern offense, I, I call it, a lot of yards, um, hard yeah. to prepare for. Uh, yeah. You just never know what's going to happen. I mean, they could have 500 and, and yards. And that's the thing, you know. So you, you've got Wake with theirs, and you have, you know, Jeff Munkin with his. And so I think that that's the, you know, that's the, the fun part in this, is that how do you prepare for stuff like this? That's the, that's the big thing. It's like you have novel offenses, and – how do you prepare for this kind of thing? And besides, you have to play almost perfect football because if the possession is there and Army has it, they could eat up an entire quarter. And, I mean, so yeah. you're looking at maybe one possession a quarter each team for this if they if they get it done the way that they want. I mean, it could end up being a game that's 21-21, 24-24, 28-28 in the fourth quarter and it may end up being who has it last gets the win here on a last-second field goal. So that three sounds about right. Yeah, you, you try to your defense is preached all week long. Stay home, stay home, play your position because you know you you, you get caught up in all the motion. Next thing you know, you find yourself inside, and they're going fifty yards down the field outside because nobody stayed outside to uh, you know to, to defend against it. So. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. I, I like watching that defense. I especially liked it when it was at Southern. Um, um, and I agree with you. I think it's going to be Wake Forest, but I don't think it's going to be by much. Um, no. Kansas State at Texas Tech. Texas Tech is picked by a point, point and a half, 60 points, or 60 and a half points over under. Yeah, so if you're looking at that, you're looking at, you know, 31, 30-ish, something like that, you know. Uh, I don't know if they get there. Uh, I, I think that you're looking at Texas Tech, and uh, I, I think that you know Texas Tech ends up getting the Duke here. You know, I think Chris Kleeman is in that that time frame with Kansas State. It's like, okay, how do you, uh, you know, how do you bring in that next wave of folks? And I think that this this could be another one of those one possession games. I don't think it's a one point game. It might end up being a a three or a seven by the time we're done. So I think it's uh, it'll be a it'll be an interesting day there. But I'm looking at Texas Tech. Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's picked by three and a half, uh, 46 over under. 
You know, I watched Syracuse last week against Clemson. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that at times. You know, it's hard to judge anybody against Clemson. You just don't yeah. know what you're going to get this year, this year. So. And you know, when you're when you're looking at, at Syracuse and Virginia Tech, you know, I I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think where Virginia Tech is concerned, I think that every single week is your case study on the future of Justin Fuente in Blacksburg. And it's, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's how does the team respond? How do they continue to respond in these situations? And so for me, I'm looking at Syracuse. I don't see a whole lot of points in this one. But I, I'm honestly, I'm looking at Syracuse to, to get the win here and for it to be very, very difficult for the administration at Virginia Tech to, to keep Justin Fuente around after this season. Yeah. Next one's kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Purdue to see how they bounce back from last week. It's Wisconsin at Purdue. Wisconsin's picked by three. Point over-under is going to be low, 38, because two good defenses on the field. Yeah, so you're looking at something 21-17-ish. And, you know, the times that we've seen stuff that have been in the high 30s, it ends up being a shootout in the high 20s. So. Uh, I'll take the the over there. I'll take Wisconsin. Although you look at both of these teams and you're kind of sitting there going, you know, neither of them really jump off the page at. But I, I think I'll go with I'll go with Wisconsin here. But I'll also take the over. I think that 38 probably gets cleared in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, next one up is Oregon at UCLA. UCLA was started out about a point, point and a half, and over under staying consistent around 57 and a half. Yeah, I mean, because we look at UCLA and you wonder which UCLA team is going to show up. And with, with Oregon, you know, Mario Cristobal wants to turn it into, you know, the, the SEC West or Western than West. And that means that you want to have your, your speed at your skill positions. You want to run the ball. You want to have a rather large uh, offensive lineman who can be athletic and you know, I think that we'd probably clear the total here too, but I've got to go with Oregon because the the win now that we're looking at from the beginning of the season with UCLA knocking off LSU doesn't seem to have a whole lot of behind it now. So I, I've got to go with Oregon here, and I would probably take the over as well. Well, John, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Bruce used up all our time, so we're going to go. Uh... XL Sports Network. <laughs> Get a lot of food for a little bit of money with the five $7.99 daily specials. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. Dine in or carry out Monday through Saturday. Choose from chicken tenders, char-grilled hamburger steak, popcorn shrimp, beef tips on rice, or the six-ounce char-grilled chicken breast. All include salad bar and other sides. For carry out, please call 892-3383. Only at the Hawkinsville Steakhouse Restaurant. If you're arrested by a police officer, one of the most important words you can use is the word no. No, I won't take your drug test. No, I won't have anything to tell you, officer. No, I don't care to balance on one leg because I've heard it could hurt my legal defense. Hi, I'm attorney David Venable. 
If the boys in blue have you detained, the best time to call a lawyer is ASAP. He's the big city lawyer with small town charm. David Venable, attorney at law. Call 478-783-2825. The answer to your insurance needs is simple. The Grimsley Agency. No matter your needs, life, auto, or home, it's the Grimsley Agency. You can trust Danny Grimsley and his staff with great coverage for your whole family. New car or home, the answer is the same. The Grimsley Agency. Give them a call at 783-2581 or see them at 203 Commerce Street, Hawkinsville. Proud supporters of all Red Devil Athletics. For all your tax needs and IRS e-file in Middle Georgia, it's Lester's Income Tax Service at 99 Commerce Street, Hawkinsville. Call 478-783-1650. Best of luck, Red Devils. Welcome back in the Saturday Morning Quarterback Shows, sponsored by the Steakhouse Restaurant, Hawkinsville, Georgia. John, on the phone with us. Let's go to Clemson and Pittsburgh. I get, I, Do we I, have to? Well, I, I tried looking at this, two or three sites, but it's got Pittsburgh picked to win by three and a half. 47. Well, I mean, Pittsburgh right now is the, the class of, of that particular side of the ACC, and you know, and, and they're just kind of being very, very quiet and workmanlike about it. And, you know, if if Clemson is to do anything, and, and I mean anything, to, to try to get back into something resembling the, the, the public consciousness of the ACC so folks can sit there and say, oh, yeah, Clemson, this is going to have to be that game. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what is – I don't know what's wrong. I honestly don't. And – it's is it systemic? Is it just uh, you know you scratch your head as to what in the wide world of sports is going on there? And I because of all of that, I think that I think that Pittsburgh can can really clamp down. I think that they end up getting the win. It won't be the prettiest thing in the world, but I think that they'll I think they'll get the win here and, and give more questions for Clemson. Do you think Dabo's looking for a place to go? No, I think that you know you I, I think that with all of the all of the professional and emotional capital that, that he's built up. Why why leave that situation considering what you've been able to build there? Uh-huh. I mean, where where would you go first and foremost and then have to rebuild and sit there and it's like, yeah, I wanna I wanna take project X or, you know, this and sit there and go. I mean, a lot of folks had him pinned in Alabama. That would be the only place for me that he would even consider going. But I don't think you're thinking, wants him. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, why would you? Why would you even go? Because you really want to be the coach that replaces the coach that replaces a legend. You don't want to do that, right? Okay. So no, I think I think Dabo. I think Dabo is there until Dabo doesn't want to be there anymore. I don't think he's going to be actively looking. And if it's any place, it's going to be Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Um. Next up, I got uh, San Diego at Air Force. Air Force picked by four. 41 points over under go air force um well and and it's the same thing that we were looking at when we were talking about the, the army game with the offense being what it is you're going to have to play assignment football picture perfect and all of that 
and it, it'll be a challenge for the Aztecs. I mean, I think it'll be a, a game that'll be right there in that three or four, and I think that the uh, yeah, you know, I think that San Diego State eventually gets the win, but it's going to take them a while. Yeah, uh, Georgia Tech at Virginia. Virginia's picked by seven, uh, over under sixty and a half. But Georgia Tech's playing some good football as of late. Well, and it, and it takes a little while, you know, when you have a new coach and you want to bring in players and things like that, and you're trying to figure out what's what your approach is going to be. And it's going to take a little while for, for things to cycle through. And so I think that this is that level of patience that you're looking at when it comes to to understanding where Coach Collins is with Georgia State. It just takes a little while. And sometimes it takes, you know, it, it takes bringing in the right players, putting them in the right situation, making sure that the talent pool is where you need it to be. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if Tech gets the win today. I think Virginia gets the win today. It might be closer than that seven by the time we're done. But I'm looking at Virginia in this one, and there's going to be some time to – there's still going to be some time here in the build. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Iowa's picked to win by seven, over-unders around 47. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if it's – if you're thinking Iowa, it's defense first. And then that that point total just absolutely just spirals, and you're you're trying to sit there and figure out really how many possessions are you going to get. You mean the punter might be your your VIP today for Oklahoma State? Yeah. Uh, and so I would say under first and foremost, and then uh, I've got to I you know I've got to go with Iowa here, but just because of you know the the nature of the, the defense there. It may not be a seven-point game. It might be more of a four. So I'll go with Iowa in the under. Um, Maryland at Minnesota. Minnesota's picked by five, 54 points over under. Yeah, I mean, you've got two teams that really haven't impressed a whole lot this year. Uh, you know, P.J. Flack with uh, the early season win, then he hasn't been able to translate that into anything after it. And Maryland is just kind of okay. So you have two okay teams. Uh, if there's you know, if there's another game out there that that is in that time slot, I, I would prefer watching that one than this one. Uh, but I've got to go with Minnesota because Minnesota is better, and, and I and I put that word in quotation marks. Well, the, the next game I, I bring up is, you know, I grew up. It was SEC first, and then you thought about the Pac-10, and uh, it, if you thought about that, you thought about USC, Notre Dame, and UCLA. Today, USC yeah. at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's picked by six and a half, fifty-eight points over yeah. under. Yeah, no, I mean it's that it was one of the games that you know in, in the 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 days when we were all growing up. ABC had a point to make sure that this was a game late in the year in November, and it, you know it had all of the the cachet that was attached to it. You know they had USC UCLA late, and they also had Notre Dame and USC. So, you know th- this one, this is not your this is not your your older brother's USC, considering all the problems that they've had, and Clay Helton uh, having been fired earlier this year. USC is a shell of themselves, and I, and I think it's going to show today on a on a Peacockian stage with uh, Notre Dame. I, I think Notre Dame gets the win here, and I just USC is just not very good. Yeah, I'm gonna date myself here, but I think one of the first games I saw in color was the year that Notre Dame, uh, no, I'm sorry, USC and UCLA played, and they played in their colored jerseys. UCLA had the uh, blue, and USC had their 
whatever color you call that. Um, um, but I can remember that Garnet. game, seeing Garnet, seeing that game on TV. So, yeah, um, yeah. When you think about them back then, Oregon came on later, you know, and and started mixing in. Stanford uh, came in later, uh, but it, it was always UCLA, uh, USC, and Notre Dame. Um, yeah. Getting to some of the the stuff that's going on now, you got two things really that are, are top in sports world. Uh, you're, first, I'm talking about Ogeron and LSU split parting ways, and then, of course, Tennessee debacle last week. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I think that uh, first and foremost, I think if, if you haven't read the article in The Athletic that was released about Ed Orgeron and basically the last 18 months, I would say that's a must-read for anybody if you can uh, get back and look at it. If you can stomach and just it. just how, how folks, uh, you know, how, how things completely and totally changed over the last 18 months. And then the second one for me with Tennessee, what I would what I would propose is something that we see in other sports. And the next home game that Tennessee has, no home fans are allowed in the building. Yeah. The away fans, fine. You guys bought your tickets, you're coming. You weren't you, you weren't responsible for throwing golf balls and mustard at the opposing coach. You guys get to come in and use your tickets. The home team fans None of you get to show up. It has to be in an empty building because you made this investment in your team, but then some people decided to be stupid and do what they did. So fine, here's what you do. You don't get to show up, and you don't get your money back either. And I think that that should be something that we look at when it comes to any sport, honestly, when you have this kind of stupid fan behavior, and that's what it is. Next game around or next couple of games, empty house you don't get to go well the sad thing john is it's been going on for years i mean if you look back over the history of tennessee sports tennessee football they've done all kinds of crazy stuff like this that i i would fine. say go farther go uh, uh you know take four games from them fine i mean i absolutely i i you know i would sit there take a game take two i don't care take the rest of the home schedule but i think that you have to make a stand and i think in this case the easiest thing to do and the most influential thing to do, you're not hitting the university in the pocketbook. You're hitting the fans in the pocketbook, which is even worse for me, honestly, because the game will still be televised. The away fans will still be there. But because people who paid their way in were stupid, they don't get to come back in and be stupid again. John, that'll do it. We'll see you next week, buddy. XL Sports Network.